Big Fork Chop. Our Fork Houston. The Bird County Boys. And this is live from the Army. Give it a listen. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. It's just Laura and I talking about, you know, me wearing silk pajamas and a smoking jacket and all that other good stuff. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605 with your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I will bounce you like a lowrider in a Dr. Dre video, and that's no joke. And the lovely Laura. You know what you need to do, Bob? What? You need to drink you some calmly aids, just like I do every morning out of my O-Face cup. Wednesday night, that means it is time for Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. How you all doing tonight? My name is Bunkhouse Bob. I'm your co-host. Joining me in just a moment, as always, the lovely Laura will be with us. Folks, we've got a big show for you again tonight, like we do every week. Tonight, our guests are going to be Rob Kiljoy and David Reimer from SWA. Very, very excited to have them on the program, get to talk all kinds of stuff, get to talk all kinds of indie wrestling tonight. Folks, we'd like to thank you for joining us no matter where you're at, whether you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio or whether you're listening to us on iTunes. We certainly appreciate all the support that you folks have given us. If you'd like to talk to us, our studio number is 213-816-1605. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at From the Armory. And joining me now, as always, the lovely Laura. Laura, how are you tonight? I'm just fine, Bob. How about yourself? Can't complain. Can't complain. Had a pretty good week. Some of you folks may have seen it on uh, social media. Went and took a little trip to the beach for a couple of days. Kind of recharge the batteries and take a look around and see what was going on down on the coast. And had a good time. thought we were going to have to start calling you Beach Bum, Bob. You know what, Laura? It's very, very difficult when old bunkhouse goes down to the beach sits around, sticks his toes in the stand, takes a look around. It's very hard for me to get back up off my butt and want to head back up to the real world, I'll tell you. Something about that hypnotic beach, those waves, the ocean breeze, does it to me every time. It gets harder and harder. I I probably could give it all up and hang out down there, but I just don't think I can dig through the trash. That's the problem. <laughs> Beachcomber Bob. <laughs> Beachcomber Bob instead of Bunkhouse Bob. We traded in the bunkhouse for a beach house for a couple of days. That's the way it goes. Folks, uh, awesome. if you want to find us on Facebook, Laura, how do we do that? You just go to facebook.com backslash live.armory.9, and there we are. And you were saying you were going to say something. Um. I know there's something on your mind. Oh, there's, there's always, always things th- on my mind. I, I know. <laughs> I know. 
Um, would you like to talk about what happened on Facebook last night? <sighs> carry on. Go ahead. Let's get it over with now so that we can carry on with the rest of the show. Well, okay. Go on. So Bob puts up this little uh, picture that says, I am wrestling. And I'm like, you know, that's somebody else's slogan, right? And he says, um, well, do tell. And I put up a picture that I took at the Carroll County Fair of Zane Riley in his I Am Wrestling uh, T-shirt, which what that comes from is when Kevin Steen, uh, when they were saying, we want wrestling, they were shouting, you know, when Kevin Steen would come out to ROH, so Zane was like, "Okay, I'll just wear. I'll just. I am wrestling. Here you go. I am wrestling." There you go. So had a little exchange with me and Bob and my good friend Nikki, and uh, basically um, we just about talked Bob into drinking Conley Aid. And I'm almost, you know, I'm, I'm, almost, drinking. <laughs> I'm almost there. Honest to God, I, I am. I'm almost there. Yeah, almost almost there to drink some Conley Aid. And I'll get him to drink some Conley Aid before Wrestle Cave because he's going to need some uh, uh, Conley Aid before Wrestle Cave. Yeah. Why am I going to need Conley Aid? Because I know that you're not going to go up to Caleb Conley and start a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> I'm going to do what it is that I do best, Laura, and that's tell the truth. I'm just going to tell the truth. That's that's the way that it'll be. I will tell the okay. truth. It's just like I put out on that post. Everybody saw the promotional poster of one Mr. Caleb Conley who gets to go to WrestleCade again this year. The promotional okay. poster is out, and I simply said what I have said since day one, that his run in PWX was nothing more than a sham. He was a fraud, a paper champion. Most of the locker room agrees with me. 96% of the fans agree with me. There's that slight 4% on the curve that includes you and Nikki and a, co- a handful and, of others. And Jordan have, Castle. And Jordan <laughs> Castle, whoever, that have just been blinded like bad moonshine with this Conley aid. You all just need to sober up. You know, we only, we only needed one Otis. We don't need a bunch of you running around slobbering on each other about Caleb Conley. So when I get to WrestleCade, I'll just tell him, listen, bub, here's the, ge- here's the deal. You're not all that in a bag of chips. We'll see. And we'll let, the chips fa- we'll let the chips fall where they may. We'll see. Okay. You've got an event we'll that see. you're going to this weekend. I have two events. I have two events I'm going to, but I'm going to talk about one first one. is on Friday night at the Tremont Music Hall in Charlotte, North Kakalaki. Uh, starts at 7 o'clock or $12. This is an 18 and up only event. This is Justin Fireball's Grindhouse Show. I think it's called Blood Red Summer or Blood Red Moon. I don't have the official title on to apologize. But here are what's, here's what's going down, Okay. The Donnies are going to take on the Justice League and Team Sleeves, a triple tag team match, and the winner gets a pizza. Can't can't beat that. No. Um, Angry Angry Panda is going to take on the Vindicator again, and this time Mm -hmm. it's going to be an Asian bamboo match. An Asian bamboo match. Mm Mm-hmm. As opposed to a... Hawaiian bamboo match. I guess so. I, I, okay. I, I, 
you know, this is Fireball's brainchild. Um, I got it, I got it. Uh, we're going to have a three-way dance uh, between Trey Chaos, um, previous guest Mike Levy, and Zane Riley. Uh, mm-hmm. Mosey, I think it's Kamal. I'm not sure. He's a great wrestler, but sorry, I can't pronounce your last name. Is going to take on uh, Mr. Sleeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig Huffman is going to take on Big Country. Craig Huffman has had a couple matches in PWX. Um, and for the main event, Justin Fireball is going to take on Necro Butcher in a no-holds-barred. So, yeah, that one's going to be a little rough. But mm-hmm. that's, that's what's happening Friday night at the Tremont Music Hall. You can um, uh, look on Justin's uh, uh, Justin Fireball's Facebook page to find out more information. And I also wanted to talk about CWF Mid-Atlantic Presents Opportunity Knocks at the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium. Saturday, July 12th in Gibsonville, North Kakalaki. Uh, scheduled mm-hmm. to appear are Lance Lude, previous guest, one of my favorite people, the Killbillies, Trip Cassidy, Eric Royal, Roy Wilkins, and many more. You can find out all the information at www.cwf247.com. Ring of Honor presents the Summer Heat Tour Saturday, July 12th in Hopkins, Minnesota at the Hopkins Eisenhower Community Center at 7 o'clock bell time. One of, this is the first of his three final matches for ROH, Kevin Steen. He will face Tommaso Ciampa, which I know for a fact is going to be a barn burner. Um, yeah. Also scheduled to appear is newly crowned uh, Ring of Honor champion, Unbreakable Michael Elgin. Adam Cole, Matt Hardy, Jay Lethal, Silas Young, Cedric Alexander, previous show guest and current PWX champion, and more. You can find out much more at www.rohwrestling.com. XWW is going to have, which is Extreme World Wrestling, in case you don't know, um, is going to have a three-day wrestling event at Inkfest at the Cabarrus Arena in Concord, North Carolina. They'll have mm-hmm. matches uh, Friday night uh, beginning at, I believe, 6 o'clock. Um, Saturday, night, Saturday evening will be at 3, which, is, which will be the matches I will be attending. And Sunday they start at 4. Uh, Inkfest, I believe, is 20 bucks to get into, but you, if you go on uh, XWW's Facebook page, you can get a code. Uh, for uh, for a discount, um, the only match that I know of that I could find that is for certain going on will be Saturday. It's going to be a brutal three way between Colt 45, the winner of the Death to the Queen tournament, our good friend, previous uh, guest on the show and co-host uh, Terry Houston, and the XWW Hardcore Champion Justin Fireball. So he's going to be really busy. Uh, this upcoming yep. uh, weekend. This is going to be for the XWW Hardcore Belt. So this one's going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty bad. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. So everybody, if you're in the Charlotte area, come on out to the Cabarrus uh, Arena and Concord and have a good time. So when you're at Inkfest, you're going to get a tattoo that says Conley Aid, right? Maybe like... <laughs> You know, like around your collarbone area or something like that. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see who's. uh, Let's see who's on the phone here. Hold on. Okay. Seven seven zero. You're on the live from the armory. 
Hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, hey guys. Yeah, I don't need an introduction. It's, it's me, it's Joshua Von Wheeler. How are you, Joshua? Hey, Josh? I'm good. And you know what? I, I was going to call in and talk a little bit about AWE while I got a minute, but then I, I just saw some on the Internet, and the Internet's a great thing, but it's also a dangerous thing. And, and, and it was a comment that someone made, and he, he said, and I quote, when Kurt Angle goes back to WWE, I will so mark out for him. Okay, okay. now, this comment probably means nothing to you, Laura, or to you, Bunkhouse Bob, but it meant something to me because this is a problem that we have with wrestling fans. And you guys talk to the independent wrestling fans, and this is a message to independent wrestling fans. Thank you. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for taking a chance on us. Because uh, trust me, I'm a promoter. I know there's a ton of shit shows that you can get that waste people's time and money. But on July 27th, I have a show in Atlanta. Beyond Wrestling's got a show at the Fet Music Hall up in Providence, Rhode Island. There's a pretty big show at PWX at, the, at Club Hush, I believe, in Charlotte, North Carolina. There's all kinds of great shows coming to town in Florida the next few weeks, including FIP Friday. Evolve will be in the Florida area starting in, the, in early August. I just went to Shine last, uh, uh, last weekend or two weekends ago. Fantastic show. Wildcat Pro Wrestling Louisiana is doing big business. You guys from the promotion to Tennessee doing great business. You got shows in St. Louis doing big business. Anarchy Championship Wrestling out in Texas. Uh, some of the local shows in Houston that are NWA affiliated doing big business. And then let's talk about California. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood doing great business right now. Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. Gorilla is probably the hottest thing in the world. The independents are spreading like a wildfire, but we're still struggling to get the wrestling fans to shows because wrestling fans only care about Vince McMahon. Bunkhouse Bob, what is going on here? Brother, this has been nothing more than the, the constant swirling of the toilet bowl over and over and over again. Every time you flush, the it, same it, thing happens. You know, we've it, been it, talking it's about so this. It's ridiculous. I'm going to say this right now, and you know what? I have no goal to ever work with Vince McMahon. And Bunkhouse Bob, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say this on your show. Vince McMahon does not give two shits about you, the fans. Vince McMahon is a corporate-owned entity, and the only thing he cares about is serving his own purpose. That's why he just fired 11 people, because his, his bonus is going to be lower. He doesn't care if Kurt Hawkins eats tomorrow night. He has no idea if Brodus Clay is struggling tomorrow, because he only is concerned about what him and Linda and Stephanie and Hunter have to eat tomorrow night. And that's not a bad thing, but why do you want to say, oh, we love WWE, we hate every other wrestling product? Where did this concept come from? Bob, you're older. Laura, you're older. We grew up in an era where we had 35 to 45 great wrestling promotions. Great promotions. Bob, you were in the Mid-South area. Were you only a UWF fan? No, no. no. There there were were other products. You you love UWF. You Kate traded to get Memphis. You Kate traded to get Georgia. You Kate traded to get the NWA. You did what you could to get your hands on professional wrestling because that was your love. Laura, you love professional wrestling. You're in the Mid Atlantic area. You from the Carolinas for decades, and you would go to Jim Crockett shows, but then you would go and support the small shows where George South was actually somebody special. You would go exactly. and you would buy tapes and you would buy DVDs. You've been buying DVDs because DVDs were invented because you guys support exactly. pro wrestling. And that's the key thing is I love the idea of support indie wrestling, but it's a bigger thing here. We should support pro wrestling. If you see a pro wrestling product, and its poster looks good, and it's got a Kevin Steen, or it's got a Jimmy Rave, or it's got a Brian Cage, or it's got a Joey Ryan, or throw out any name you want to. 
you should say, is it 10, is it 15, is it 20, and you should try it out. Stop only trying out shit when Vince McMahon puts his fucking signature on it. It's pissing me off, and it's hurting the entire business because Vince is not going to do what's best for the business. He does not want wrestling to succeed, people. He wants sports entertainment to succeed, and you're letting him. Every time you make a comment like, oh, Mark out when Kurt Angle comes back, why don't you mark out when Kurt Angle does something great on TNA? Why don't you mark out when Kevin Steen packages file drives somebody on PWG? Oh, because you're too busy going, I hope Kevin Steen gets a deal someday. Stop being a fucking Mark McMahon. Stop it. It's stupid. And if these kids out there that are listening to this show right now think that I'm wrong or think that I'm being a, 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 uh, sorry, an asshole, then yeah, I got something for you. I'm not. It's the truth. It's the fact of the matter. And I'll be honest with you, I drew 52 people my first show at AWE. Now, a lot of people are going to say 52 people. That's not very much. That's not very much. But you know what? I, I worked hard. We spent some money. I had some personal stuff that happened. 52 to me was a success because it was our first show. And it's a stepping stone. And it's a building block. And it's like I told some of the guys in the locker room. And it's like I'll tell you guys right now. His first show drew 30. Beyond Wrestling wasn't even having paid people at their first few shows. They were filming at a small little venue somewhere in Rhode Island just for YouTube videos. Evolve, Dragon Gate, they've all had small shows. We've all had small shows because you, the wrestling fans, don't support pro wrestling. You only support that shit bag of this corporate entity. Stop doing it. Stop booing Dixie Carter because, yeah, maybe her product sucks, but she spent billions of dollars to give you an alternative. Ring of Honor may not be my cup of tea, but Sinclair Broadcasting, and before them, Kerry Silken, and before that, Rob Feinstein gave Sapolsky, spent thousands and millions of dollars to give you something else to watch, and you keep just turning it off and only cheering Brian Danielson when he becomes Daniel Bryan. You know what? Fuck you wrestling fans that do that. You're wasting our time. If you don't want pro wrestling, don't watch any of it. Don't get in these comment threads. Don't get on these blogs. Don't get on Twitter. And do not ever, ever say you're a wrestling fan from this point on because this is an insult to everybody that's come before us and everybody that will come after us. We are in the wrestling business. Laura, Bunkhouse Bob, you're doing a great freaking job. Keep pimping this stuff. Keep doing what you guys do. And I'm sorry I had this rant, but by George, I am so sick and tired of these so-called wrestling fans that don't like pro wrestling. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, guys. See you, Josh. There goes our good friend Joshua Wheeler, promoter for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment. You know, Josh gets wound up. It's hard to stop Josh. Sunday, July 27th, (laughs) 6 p.m., Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment presents Face Off from College Park, Georgia. All tickets for this show, 10 bucks. 10 bucks. So there you go. Not bad. Not bad at all. Lori, if you want to go on and uh, read down the uh, the rest of the uh, indie announcements, I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to get uh, David Reimer on the line, if you care to do so for me, please. Okay. Uh, hold on just a yep. second there, Bob. Okay. Our, which one did you just go through? Uh, I haven't. You, we left off at XWW, so you're fresh up with. Okay. With, uh, with what? Well, yep, exactly. All right. We got Coastal Mania. That is six. Here, Saturday, July 12th, at the Galveston Island Convention Center in Galveston, Texas. Convention Super Show from 3 to 6. Wrestling starts at uh, 6 p.m. Names scheduled to appear. These are some good ones, folks. Tommy Dreamer, Raven, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, Kevin Von Eric. 
Let that one sink in. X-Pac, ODB, Tara, the new Von Erics. I'd love to see them. Uh, Robbie E., Sky Hall, and many more. Uh, Facebook info is facebook.com backslash Coastal Wrestling Federation. CZW, WSU, presents New Heights, Saturday, July 12th, at the Flyers Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. 4 p.m. kickoff with WSU United. It's on iPay-Per-View at www.czwipppv.com. Bob always gives me the hard stuff. Uh, scheduled to appear for uh, WSU, uh, Lufisto, Mickey Knuckles, Kimberly, Annie Social, Jules Malone, Maya Yim, Mia Yim. I don't know why I want to call her Maya. Anyway, Mia Yim and many more. Also, CZW issued a statement about Jessica Havoc threatening to show up at the event. These are Bob's words, people. You remember a few months ago the whole fired and banned for life deal? Well, that was a work because she will be there this weekend. Bob's words, not mine. She will be there this weekend. She will be there this weekend. I'm just saying those are your words, not mine. Well, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out. She's, She's sending stuff that's on Twitter saying, I'm going to show up, DJ Hyde can't stop me, so on and so forth. CZW issues a statement saying, you know, fired and banned for life, Jessica Abbott, you know, will she show up? Of course she's going to show up. She's the bread and butter of WSU. How are you going to do that? It was just to give her some time off. You know, it, it's fine. It's cool. Everybody deserves a break, but she'll be back. So, you know, I bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. So, you know, even I can get worked. That's fine. Imagine that, the wrestling genius. Let me finish up real quick. Appearing for CZW, Biff, Biff Music, Shane Strickland, my BFF, Caleb Conley, Danny Havoc, Matt Tremont, A.R. Fox, Drew Gulak, and many more at www.czwrestling.com. Yeah, czwrestling.com. Folks, as promised, I'm sorry I didn't take a drink there for a second, of, of my sweet tea, not Conley egg. Folks, as promised, as billed, joining us uh, on the phone, David Reimer from SWA. Get him on here. David, how are you this evening? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you. How are y'all doing? Ah, we're doing good. We're doing good. With me on the phone is uh, co-host Laura. Laura, you want to say hello to David? Hey, David. Sorry. Hey. David, we uh, we really want to thank you for taking the time to be with us tonight. I know that you're a busy man, got a lot of things going on. We certainly appreciate your time. We thank you very much for joining us tonight. No, thank you all for having us on. I was wondering, you know, <clears throat> it's great to see you all out, and it's great, great to be on. I really appreciate it. Good. A lot of folks that we've had on the show say that right now we're in a boom period again for wrestling. How has 2014 been for you so far? Uh, it's one of the best years starting out we've had. Uh, the crowds are getting bigger. Uh, you know, the sponsorship is even getting easier to get. It's just I believe it's starting to become more of a trend again. So it's really starting off real well for us. Now, you know, all that being said, you know, we've, we've seen some stuff out there about good promotions, solid promotions, heard some bad stories about bad promotions, so on and so forth. What, in your opinion, makes a successful wrestling show? Taking care of your boys first. Um, you know, without them, you have nothing. Uh, right. You know, and given if you take care of the boys, they're going to take care of you. And uh, good talent comes, you know, they want to be treated right. And that's, and that's going to give you such, you know, the crowd's going to come to watch the better talent. 
it all starts with how you treat people, and, and especially the boys. Okay. Folks, if you're just joining us, we have David Reimer from SWA on the phone with us. Our studio number is 213-816-1605 if you'd like to speak to David or myself or Laura. Laura, go ahead. Um, David, I'd like to ask you, how hard is it to be an owner and a wrestler at the same time? And do you feel that being a worker gives you insight uh, that other wrestling promoters don't have? I would say yes. It's, um, as the inside is, you know, you know kind of what to look in the match, what the guys want out of it. Uh, as a, a worker and a promoter, <clears throat> your your bridges get crossed sometimes. You you feel like you're either taken away from your promotion or you're taken away from your match because you're dealing with two different things at the same time. But um, I'm lucky to have a lot of good, strong veterans in my locker room that will, you know, they stand up and help out in a lot of different ways. So it's it ain't as hard as me as some other promotions, but it uh it's to me it's it makes it easier to deal with the boys because you're not you're not the company you're one of them. So if they come to you and they'll talk to you more freely. It's it's not like you're an outsider, you know. You're right. you're actually you are one of the boys. You know you know you work too, and I would imagine that would. Um, you know, you're talking about your veterans. That's probably why your veterans do step up and, you know, you know, oh, yes, be a ma'am. leader. I, yes, ma'am. I believe that 100%. Well, um, where did you get your training from? Um, I was trained by Hardcore Hunter or Hitman Hunter, as he goes by now. Uh, actually, APW, <laughs> uh, back when he was at the Shamrock Arena. And South Carolina, and, uh, I think it's Bowling Springs, South Carolina. Right. And um, you go by Wicked in the ring. I, where did that come from? Uh, it was always a nickname from my grandfather to me because I've always just been a little more outside the box. I come from a very strong Christian race family where no tattoos, no wild haircuts, and I kind of feared from from the tattoo and the haircut part. So, you know, my, my grandmother always called me a wicked soul. So it just, it just kind of stuck. <laughs> That's awesome. That is totally awesome. Um, I want to go back and ask you about training a little bit more. How long did you train before you stepped foot in the ring? Uh, Chief uh, has a very quick training class. We actually only trained for about six weeks, and then we got fed to oh, wow. the but, uh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> we Take can bump the and <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> and uh, my, my very first match was with uh, Ron Killings at Chief Show back then. He was going with Kay Quick, and he was tagging Chris Hamrick. So, you know, I got fed to the Wolves, and the next, my next match was Chris Hamrick. So I got fed to the Wolves again, and then uh, Hunter kind of pulled me to the side and told me he would take me on the road with him and actually train me. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I mean, there's not a lot. I guess there's not a lot of people that can say, "Hey, my first match was with that dude that's on TV now." Oh yeah, and I wasn't very impressed with it. <laughs> it ain't, it ain't a break. I don't show that take to a lot of people. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Uh, Bob, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I was I was just listening because well, I, I've heard Chris Hamrick's name, and and he's a guy that I keep hearing over and over and over again 
being very fundamental or, or being a part of somebody's early training. Uh, what was it like working with Chris Hamrick? Because I've heard a lot of guys say that he is was absolutely great, you know, great guy to work with, very instructional. You know, what 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 can you tell us about him, David? I hate Chris Hammer. <laughs> no, Chris no. Hammer. Really <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, there goes that. <laughs> no, there's, there's a running joke where I tell him I hate names, and I tell him why I hate names. Because he's, you know, Chris is, he is, he's been in the business so long, and he just, to him, things come so easy. And he'd be like, why can't you do that? You know, and he's just got to explain to him that I, I can't jump from the top rope like he can, and it's just, but he is, he is very, he's helped out my wife a lot in her training. And uh, mm-hmm. guiding her in the right way on taking bookings and you know how to deal with you know just the whole different front uh, <clears throat> of travel and everything else. And he's uh, he's helped out my organization pretty much since day one. But to me, Chris is just he's such a good guy. He, you know he's he can be hard to be around at times, but he loves his business. He won't tell you that, but he hates seeing it get defaced and he hates seeing it be you know run down. So I mean, Chris is he's. If you love Chris, he'll do anything for you. He's just a really good guy. Going back to those those APW days and that quick turnaround time, do you do you think now looking back onto it and, and looking at, at some of the ways that that wrestlers are fast tracked now, do you think that a, a longer training time uh, is uh, more beneficial, uh, so to speak, to to wrestlers yes, today? Yes, sir. I make all my trainees take a year, but just because. You know, you, there's no way you can learn this business in six weeks, eight weeks. There's just, there's no way possible. And and actually get in there and do your craft, you know, to do it right. Uh, by no means am I a great wrestler. <laughs> uh, I, I I know a lot of them, and I know what you know. And it's just to me, it's you know, those guys train hard and they train every day. And it's just a, a pity to see these young guys get trained six weeks. We did. We got fed to the wolves. You know, they we was just punching bags. And I, and I got trained right. with a great group of guys, Mack Truck, Will Snap. You know, these guys were in my same training class. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was just, we need you on, We need you for Friday. You train on Tuesdays, you know, and you got there, boom, 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 and it's like, we need you Friday. And, um, you know, any way you can, get gear. So it's just, you know, Chief starting out there, and, you know, he, uh, <laughs> he put us to work. So, I mean, I wish we was trained a little longer. Because I had no idea what I was going to do. We got, you know, again, I could suplex, arm drag, body slam. <laughs> I go work, right. you know. So it was. I wish we had a little more time. Uh, with with that with that being said, you, when you know you said that you have your students, you know, they're they're going a year, you know, in training now. Can you can you tell right off, David, if somebody has that uh, that uh, what's that uh, you know, yeah. an intangible like desire? Can, can you can you tell right off? Usually, yes. I mean, you know, when the bump start first day of training, he's going to bump to you. We'll see if you're going to quit. And then you see the ones, the man over the years, the James Drakes, the Ethan Cases, who just wouldn't quit. They just wouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, you beat them down as much as you want to. They kept feeding right back up. And they asked all the right questions. They didn't care about when am I, you know, don't get to win a lot. It's, you know, what do I do to make the match better? You know, those, you can see it pretty quick. You know, they, they, who wanted it and who didn't. Right. Now, politics, as we know, backstage politics always play a role in any promotion. How, how do you deal with politics? I don't, I mean, it's, 
you know, he said it's always a degree of politics. You know, you always got the good old boy syndrome. But as far as heat, as far as, you know, any kind of like that, I just don't tolerate it. It's, a, uh, you know, to me, you're in a locker room for three hours. You're in the ring for 15 minutes. So, I mean, we've got to get along. If you're not getting along, to me, it's not even worth being there. So we try to keep it just as fun and easy as possible. Um, uh, and, you know, again, I, again, I got to give credit to a lot of my veterans, Abel Adams, Rob Killjoys, Mike McClouds, uh, Derek Rises. These guys really handle a lot of that for me. So I, mean, I can't even tell you I see a lot of, of the politics. So, but uh, it's just we try to keep it just as easy as going. You know, we, the ones who's putting asses in seats get smoked. So that's, you know, that's what we try to push and do what's best for the show. But, but it is. It's a war. So it's right, right now, and, and we hear about it all the time, and that's why I was curious about it how how you deal with it, or you know, and I didn't mean it in the sense of you know, boys no. taking boys in the back and you know slapping them around, but I guess the best way to to avoid politics is to create an atmosphere where there aren't any politics. Right. Yes, sir. And that, you know, my guys again, you know, Abel Adams, he's and that's one man I'm really scared of in this business. But I mean, he does. He doesn't get in there and raise his voice. He just tells y'all, I mean, you know, y'all got to act better. There's guys who, you know, again, there's people here who want the spots you have, you know, as much as you want the spots you had. You know, if you don't act right, well, we'll ask you to leave. You know, Chris Hamricks will handle handle a lot of that ego for me. You know, if he'll step up when he sees young guys starting to make mistakes, and go, you know, that ain't how this works. You know, kind of breaks it down. You know, but it is no. And I took it no. You know, there's good politics in this business. I have guys. ADD comes to me every show. And tells me someone to push, you know, and it's never them. So there's just as much good politics as bad, but the bad politics is what really stings. Now, in something, so. yeah, something that you had said kind of kind of rang a bell in my head. You know, we were talking about knowing which guys to push and which guys maybe you want to hold back a little bit longer. You know, I remember Paul Heyman saying that one of the things that made ECW successful was is that he put guys and paired guys together that he thought may not work well together because the ultimate goal was is that if one guy brought something out in another, then he got better, then he had somebody else that could work with someone else. Is that is that a, a philosophy that still holds true today? I believe so. I mean, you take, you know, you, you just pretty much you know, hit it on the head. I believe it's, that's how you make a promotion stronger. You build off each other, you know. And in my eye, you know, I can't say that, you know, I'm, you know, I kind of stole it from him and, you know, uh, Bischoff when they first took off, you know, when he first took off, it's, you know, it's what works, you know, so it's, you can keep pushing, feeding the monster, what they're doing now on, on TV, or, right, you know, you can build guys up to make it mean something, yes. How How hard is it, David, not to try and recreate what's already been done? I mean, you know, we've we've seen it, you know, like you know, this type, you know, for instance, you know, TNA, some of their storylines seem to mimic or mirror something that may have gone on in the WWE, you know, almost virtually at the same time or, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, behind or whatever. How hard is it to keep trying to make things fresh from a creative standpoint? It's, it's very hard. I mean, it's because you said so much has been done, and right now, wrestling's in a boom. You know, you got. PWX and, you know, these great companies around you that's got great talent that's doing great storylines. So it's, it's so hard not to fall in that rut because you see it working. You know, but it, it's, and that's, again, it's, and I'm not by no means a, 
you know, I got people who do the internet stuff for me and let me know on these great the angles and stuff because I'm not very computer savvy. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, it is. It's and there's a lot of great ideas going on. You know, so it's it's really <laughs> sometimes you scratch your head going, man, I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was going to be a fresh idea, and then you click on TV and there it is. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, Joshua Vaughn Wheeler called in a little bit ago and was talking about some of the challenges that indie promoters such as himself, in his view, are, are facing uh, today. Uh, he promotes for AWE out of Atlanta. And I was wanting to ask you, what challenges are facing indie promotions right now? Bad rip. Just, you know, some showed somebody ran an art. We had this. Actually, last week, called a new armory, called him up, and it's like an interesting in your show. He's like, we will never be wrestling in this area, in this building again. You know, show. Wow. Eight years, yeah, eight years ago, they left blood on the bathroom stalls and didn't really seem that good, but it was, and just looked down upon us. You know, it just, you could just feel it in his voice. He just had no wish to talk to us. Well, mm-hmm. getting sponsors would go in to talk to buildings about sponsorship or putting up a poster, and it's just it's like, we don't have nothing to do with wrestling. You know, just straight off the gun. It's just, you know, because they've had some bad experience with this, you know, place that ran, you know, 10 years ago. Eight years. Just burnt wow. Out yeah, and he said, you will never, ever let, you know, ever let wrestling not build it. And he was very, you know, it was eight years ago, and he still felt that strongly about it. It was crazy. Wow. I guess that's something that you do run into is that um, you have to pay for someone else's sins. Yes, ma'am. I mean, you know, not only in that, I'm sure you've had, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sure other promotions and probably you yourself have run into problems where, you know, maybe the promoter didn't pay for the building or, you know, or, you know, you might have to pay double for a building because someone didn't do that. And, uh, I, a bad rep was not exactly the answer I thought that you would come with. I thought maybe you'd say attendance or something like that. But yeah, you're you're totally right. A, a bad rep will um, get you absolutely nowhere. And and that's kind of funny, especially where you guys run, where it's just so you know, it's kind of like wrestling heaven right now. You know, yes, like or indie wrestling heaven. I should say, you know, where you guys are running, because it's everywhere. Every every weekend, you know, you can't swing a dead cat without, you know, hitting an indie wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you're, abs- you're absolutely right. You know, I've, these guys are working Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays, and still being home at night. So it's the, and you get guys, you know, shows who just do shows just to do shows. You know, and you, you just put on. They got right. guys who don't pay. You don't, you know. And, then, and it, that, that hurts you because then you go around that same town, it's like, well, it's just wrestling again. So automatically you're marked, you know, that's, like you said, mark of the sin from the guy before you. You're trying to bring him a good product. Um, you know, but attendance, you know, it is hurting us right now, but, you know, we just try to lower our prices a little bit and just try to get the, because we understand, you know, ain't nobody making no money. But, but to yeah. us, it's, you know, we, we're in, a, in where we run, Four City, the Chesney, South Carolina area, are you know they're, they're very, they're not the best financial stabilized you know places right now. So, but right. we're still we're still drawing good, you know, we're still paying the bills. But um, the summertime, you're going, you're not going to draw in the summer. And I just think you're not going to make 
know, huge impacts without bringing some money. Um, but, you know, it's just, you can make up 100 excuses, I guess, what's hard, but if, if you love it, you just do it. Well, let, let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a situation where, you know, you came into some uh, city or town and wrestling had a bad rap? I mean, was there any situation where you actually changed someone's mind and thought, oh, well, you know, this is a good thing. We should do uh, this. We, we actually started out in, in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And um, mm-hmm. we started out in a place called the Whitmire Building. And um, it, we kept trying to get in the armory, trying to get in the armory, trying to get in the armory. And they wouldn't even give a call back. Um, we go we go up to the armory, finally track them down. And uh, the lady's like, well, look, you know, the crew that's here is overseas. I can rent it to you as long as I'm here. Can't guarantee nothing after that. It's fine. We do one show. You know, we have a little better house. They just find a building. We book the second, second show. We get there, and the, the platoon has come home. And the first thing the guy says Ooh. is, you're not having wrestling in this building. You know, my mm. father at the time was the owner. He was like, you know, man, we didn't advertise. You know, let us do this one show, and we'll be out of your hair. You know. And we do the show. And uh, at the end of it, he comes to us and goes, if I'm not rent down a little bit, would y'all come back? You know, and it, it just, you know, wow. I don't know if it's because, you know, so that he actually dropped rent 50 bucks, and we ran there up until he had to shut it down to get it remodeled. But, um, but he did. He, the guy, the company running there before, did a, you know, just did a lot of, it was, when we broke, started running, that was like the era of the hardcore, the barbed wire and stuff. So a lot of companies were doing it and just not cleaning up after themselves. So it did get a lot of it. And it was a medical unit that was there at the time. So they didn't like, you know, you had to have a female place spotless. So there's like where most wrestling places are, you know, rowdy and there's trouble and, you know. Well, that's that's pretty awesome, um, you know, for you to change someone's mind, um, you know, with just one show um, kind of gives the uh, whole business, a, a, you know, a little boost in the arm. Um Let's talk about the Rhymer Cup. And uh, if you would, please give us some background on that And uh, for people who don't know. And who are the winners of this year's event? Um, well, the, the Bud Rhymer Memorial Faction Tournament. He was my, my father's oldest brother. My, my father was a family of ten. And, um, you know, they all were they grew up pretty poor. They didn't have a TV at the house, so they would walk to the neighbor's house, which was like two miles. You know, uphill both ways to hear them tell it. But to watch wrestling. <laughs> and uh, my father was the baby. So, my, you know, it was always the oldest to take care of the youngest. And uh, right. so they, we got a, they grew up pretty tight. And then when I got to wrestling, he was kind of the reason why. Because he he was the old guy that watched wrestling so much, his recliner was duct taped and stapled together. Because when they kicked <laughs> out, he would, you know, jerk on it. And when they, you know, right. the heels cheated, he would kick up and scream. You couldn't talk during wrestling. You know, it was like, wrestling's long, shut up. And it was, that was that was yeah. it was like, he made you love it. It's like if you're in his house, you're watching wrestling. And uh, we brought him to a show, and uh, I was under a mask at the time. I was called Dr. Dredd. That was my first gimmick. And uh, I come out, you know, and I'm working on Caitlin, so I do the job. And he is so upset. They were setting up a ladder match. For uh, Chief and his partner versus uh, Rock and Rap, which was the killers went to the you know went to this fly closet got a ladder where now my uncle has grabbed the other end of the ladder, not letting go because he you know I'm not <laughs> oh letting my. you cheat. 
you know, we call the scene. He gets kicked out for my first match. So it's you know, it's always good fun. <laughs> and, uh, well, he uh, once my father bought and started an organization um, was the same year that he passed. And at the time, I didn't book for SWA. It was a little snap book for us, and I just worked. Uh, my father trying to keep everything on a level playing field. He, you know, he tried to keep things as straight as possible. And uh, it was that way for about two years. And uh, that's why I come to Jamie. I was like, you know, I'd like to do a tag team tournament like the Crockett Cup. You know, and call it the Bud Lambert Memorial Tournament. Uh, you know, and, and we kind of started off. We was at the Whitmire Building. We drew 15 people. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so over the years, we just kind of picked up steam. And uh, now it's, um, you know, it's a two-day event. It's a... Uh, you know, we try to bring in the best talent, you know, from all over. You know, we, you know, Carolina, um, Georgia, uh, and what you try to do is just good wrestling. Not a lot of, you know, glitz and glamour. Just, you know, best tag team wins Rhymer Cup. We also put up the SWA tag titles. Um, this year in it, we've had we had the Briscoe Brothers, uh, Love Hate Machine. You know, was in it. They had a great match at the uh, in the mm-hmm. finals. Brawl all over the building um, of the first night. Uh, again, the, the the winners of the night was uh, Tracer X and Joshua Cutshaw. They're called Real Excellence. Uh, the two young guys out of Ashland Hickory, they're going to be a real good talent. Uh, Cutshaw is like 6'4", 240, good yeah. build kid. Tracer X is, you know, I'm pretty sure y'all seen them. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm always no, no, you're fine. Guys. <laughs> Push them. That's what we're here for. <laughs> uh, but now they're, you know, and uh, just to bring us, you know, again, that's what the guys want to do is give, you know, a fresh face, fresh, you know, some young kids a rub. And um, it's really, you know, from the first attendance being 15 to both nights, we brought in about 500 combined. And, um, wow. Yeah, it's, re- it's, it's, it's a machine now the boys, you know, everyone looks to it. You know, it's, it's corny to say this, our WrestleMania, I guess, I guess you'd say it. It really. You know, it starts, starts a buzz up. You know, we actually had a lot of newspaper coverage in this last show, and uh, it was really, it really blew up real big. Now, the Bravados were in that, right? Yes, ma'am. Because I saw the Bravados the next night in Mount Airy, North Carolina, and Harlem could not perform because he had yeah, this was huge gashing, cut it? in his his head, and Lance showed me on his cell phone what it looked like before he got stitched up. Good Lord, that was and you know what it comes from, and, it, and that's what what made me laugh. It's like this—they're all over the armory, bouncing off walls, getting thrown over tables. I didn't know they come to me, you know, like, can we do something different? And it's like because there's been a lot, you know. Again, it's a tag tournament. We want to be different. Again, it's the bravados, love hate machine. Y'all do what y'all want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, y- y'all let me know what y'all want to do. And uh, they went up there and just tore the house down. It was insane. And out of all that craziness, Stephen, uh, at the time, Stephen Walters elbowed him in the back of the head by accident and just tore his skull open. Hmm. <laughs> there was blood wow. everywhere. It was bad. It's just, just an elbow. That is, that's unreal. That's what I told him. I said, all all that, the elbow did it. And then, of course, Walters and Schuyler worked the gimmick the very next night where they had it like an elbow pad and then his elbow was loaded. And, you know, it was just the whole, you know, they made a gimmick out of it, which got over <laughs> huge. 
and I'm, I'm telling all y'all my secrets. I let the boys do what they want, and I look great. But and now you know how I run my shows. I just let them tell me what they want to do. But, mm. but now they, they run this gimmick, and it was beautiful, you know. And it, um, and it, again, it's just I was like, he's like, man, if you can stitch me up, just stitch me up. I was, I'm not a doctor. You need to see medical attention. You know? <laughs> He's like, no, i got a show tomorrow night. I can't. You know, if you can just staple it. And I was like, you're extreme. And he's like, where's my brother? He should be here doing this. And so they're still cracking jokes when he's got half his skull, you know, laid open in my locker room. But, again, and if anybody's listening, book those guys. Great talent. So easy to work with. Mm. Yes. I, I, I totally Totally agree. Um, with that success that you had, where would you like to see SWA go? How far would you like to take I, it? I would like to get a check. I want to get paid for all this craziness. But no, I'd like to see it be self-contained. You know, I'd like to not have to work so hard to get sponsors, you know, or you know, I like working new towns. I'd like to actually run some different states. You know, before we was running three towns a month. You know, we was in Georgia, and you know, we bounced around a lot until my father's health started failing. You know, I'd like to get it back to where, you know, again, we was nowhere near safe attained then. By no means, just where we you know, make sure all the boys get paid well, all the help gets paid. You know, and, you know, make a little extra put in the bank would be pretty nice too. But just, you know, I'd like to see it. You get some exposure so my guys can get seen. You know, that's what I really want. I, I love seeing Walters and Gunner and these guys get really get. You know, Skyler's next. You know, I can't say I booked Skyler a lot, but when I did, he was tremendous. But, I, you know, I like to see these guys get up and get, get what they deserve. So if we can get exposure, we can get them exposure. And if I can make a little money off of it, then, you know, I'm a promoter. So I am the devil. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't call you wicked for nothing, right? Damn, see? Go. <laughs> I say, I'm not as well, interested in some of those guys. I'm sorry. I just I'm all show no go. The tattoos tell all my stories. That's all I got. <laughs> well, David, we sure appreciate you coming on the show tonight uh, and telling Anytime. your stories. And I and I absolutely love. Um, the fact that you told your story about your uncle and getting so involved because it made me think of my mother who was the same way when we would watch Magnum TA that was her favorite wrestler and she would just get so mad at Tully Blanchard for <laughs> doing the devious things that he would do to Magnum and I mean just it it it, it made me smile and thank you very much I appreciate that um, can we get Terry some of your me. upcoming Terry Funk what now, Terry Funk told me one time, was at an autograph session, and for some reason I was at a car lot with him and Dusty Rhodes. And uh, I was listening to talk. He said, I'm going to tell you what making a great booker is. And I told him we will start a company. He said, don't sell tickets. Sell time machines. Take them back to when they didn't have any cares in the world and was watching wrestling Saturday mornings with their grandmother or their grandfather. He said, if you do that, you'll be successful. So I was like, if Terry Funk says it, it's got to be true. And that's, you know, that's <laughs> exactly. what we Mm. That's but now we'll be actually in Fairview, North Carolina, at the community center this Saturday night. Uh, uh, bell time will be eight. Uh, Ticket six dollars. We got um, Joey Ford, Will Demented, uh, Alexis Parrish, 
Big Country and Dennis Mills got a lumberjack match, Rob Killjoy versus Chris Crucifix. And then we have the next Saturday, the 19th, will be in Four City. It's our uh, 14th annual Hollow Grounds. We uh, we got a loser each dog team match. It's going to be two rings, uh, you know, Drake, James Drake versus Rob Killjoy for the heavyweight title. Uh, that whole barred match. Um, wow. Yeah, that that man, that whole that thing is blown up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got so much ADDs coming back to Four City first time in two years. Uh, you know, Kid Chaos, the uh, man, microphone man will be there. You know, he's probably you know if you've ever been on Facebook, you've seen his post. He is a posting machine. Um, yes, he you know, is. But we're you know we got those two big events coming up, and we have Gunner coming in to work Able in Fairview August second. So, uh, oh, so again, teacher awesome. versus student match. Yeah. But uh, anytime, again, if you want to hear any more stupid rock, you know, Chris Hammer stories or Rob Kildrow stories, I got a million. <laughs> so, if, you know, I would like to have my logo put on y'all symbol. I was very hurt when I, you know, I seen that great webpage. And I was like, man, we got to put an SBA symbol right there. We'll see what we can so do about that. All yeah, over the great yeah. promotions. That way I can get a rub. Yeah. <laughs> Thank y'all for what y'all doing and helping the business. I love y'all promoting things that y'all like. You know what I'm saying? And that helps us out so much. Thank y'all for what y'all do. Well, Thank you very we, much. We appreciate Dave. that. And if if you will get me uh, a logo, if you'll you know send it to me, I'll I'll get it to the people who do our um, uh, creative work and see what I can do. Consider it done. Thank you, ma'am. And. Um, where can we? Where can fans get in touch with you on social media? Uh, they can hit me up on Facebook. I'm under uh, just David Reimer. Uh, Facebook's also uh, SWA Facebook. Again, microphone man. He is, you know, he's handling a lot of this promotion media stuff for me. So if you get to him, he gets straight to me. Um, it'd uh, be uh, just David Reimer at Facebook. You can hit me up there. And I'll be more happy to answer any questions. Awesome. Um, I was wondering if I could ask you to do us a favor. We ask all our guests to record a little bump for us so that we can put it on the beginning of the show. And if you, oh. you know, wanted to say something like, you know, this is David Reimer, aka Wicked, uh, from SWA, and you know, you're listening to live from the Armory, and you can go whenever you like. Okay. Yeah. Let me tell you something. This is wicked. You can all just call me David. You're listening to one of the best, the best radio talk shows live at the Armory. Go check it out. Thank you very much, David. We certainly appreciate your time tonight. Well, thank you all. Thank all right. You, all. you have a good, good night. Time. All right, sir. You thank you. Thanks, David. And there goes David. Pretty cool guy. That was- Pretty cool guy. Cool guy. I absolutely love that story about his uncle getting so excited about wrestling because I'm sure we've all had a relative somewhere along the lines that gets that excited about wrestling. Absolutely. That's priceless. What could be better than that? He got thrown out. To, <laughs> you got to love that. You got you to gotta love that. That's That's great stuff. That's great stuff. I've been at a couple shows like that, been around some rowdy folks. Nothing wrong with that. Well, a little later in the in the broadcast, I'm going to talk about someone who got a little rowdy this uh, uh, weekend, and uh, it yeah, it, it's a great story. So just 
tune in. Keep tuned in, and we'll talk about it. Yeah, very, very cool. I know that uh, I know that there's somebody that won something this past weekend that you want to talk about. Why don't you do that? And I'm going to take a break for a minute and get a hold of our second guest. All righty. We want to give a big shout-out to our friend Terry Houston, who defeated Colt 45 for the Smash Mouth title um, this weekend in Hickory for Milestone. And I'll cover Milestone a little later, uh, their whole card. But uh, Terry and Colt had been having this uh, intense feud uh, where Terry had come up short a couple of times. Um, but we do he, he's done it. He is the new Smash Mouth champion, and I am sure that he will defend that belt um, uh, with, you know, all his heart because Terry puts his heart and soul into his matches. If you guys have never seen Terry F. in Houston wrestle, you need to go. And the the queen, the death to the queen match for XWW was pretty brutal, but. My favorite is the the Lego pinata match from Five Dollar Wrestling from uh, All Gimmicks Needed. This last Five Dollar Wrestling, buy that DVD. It's five bucks. It's well worth it. He puts on an absolutely awesome uh, match uh, <laughs> with um, Mike Levy is in there. I can't. Uh, it might be King Jeremy Snaker. I can't remember who was in there besides. It was Mike Levy and Donnie, Donnie, little Donnie, and Terry Houston. But, yeah, we just want to say congratulations to Terry. Um, He's worked so hard for so long, and he said it before. You know, it's taken him 15 years to get anywhere, but sometimes that happens. Um, That's right. Big tip tip of the hat to Terry for for getting that done. It's, It's been a long time coming. Wish nothing but the best for Terry. Certainly, and uh, you've got, I'm taking it you've got Rob on the phone. Yeah, i got Rob on the line. I, I didn't know if you had right. uh, mentioned uh, our good buddy Freight Train's Kickstarter fund yet or not. I haven't yet, but I want you real quick. Um, Freight Train from $5 Wrestling is uh, wanting to go to England because there's people in England that want to see Freight Train, and I'd love to see Freight Train get over to England as well. They've raised a little over $2,000 so far, and they've got 20 days left. Mm-hmm. Five grand get freight train over to England. So, uh, y'all, let's get freight train to England. What do you say? Because um, he is a great guy. Uh, if you've never met him, he is one of the most open and honest and warm people you'll ever meet. And uh, Five Dollar Wrestling at July twentieth at the Elkin National Guard in Elkin, North Kakalaki. Um, there's going to be a Five Dollar Wrestling taping. It will not be an eye pay per view, uh, but Jake Manning's going to be doing a documentary uh, to come out and be in Freight Train's documentary uh, and support uh, Freight Train getting over to England. And you can go to Kickstarter.com and search Freight Train or Five Dollar Wrestling. That should bring it up. And you know, if five bu- donate five bucks. If that's all you've got, donate five bucks. That'll that'll help get him over there. Uh, let's do this for Freight Train because he really deserves it. Right, you can donate the five bucks in lieu of buying the iPay-per-view because it's not on iPay-per-view. 
So just go on and donate the five bucks like you were going to watch the show. And the other cool thing is, is that if Freight Train gets over there, maybe he'll get knighted, and we can call him Sir Freight Train. Oh, I would love that. I would love yeah. that. That that's our next that's our next petition is to have Freight Train knighted. So that'd be that'd be pretty cool, folks. Uh, joining us here in just a moment, uh, as booked, as billed, as promised, uh, we have indie wrestling sensation. Rob Killjoy is joining us. Rob, how are you tonight? Hey, how's it going, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, with me on the phone, as always, is Laura. Laura, you want to say hello to Rob? Hey, Rob. Hey, Laura, how are you? I'm good, how about you? I'm doing all right. Folks, if you'd like to, to speak to Rob, our studio number is 213-816-1605. Rob, we really want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule tonight to be with us. We certainly appreciate your time. Uh, no problem, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. And right off the bat, we got a, we got a caller that's, I think, been just dying to talk to you. So we're, we're going to pull this up here real quick. Let's see here. All right. 864, you're on with Live from the Armory with Bunkhouse Bob, Laura, and Rob Killjoy. Hey, how y'all doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Just wanted to say I was there the night that it went down, and I'm sure that this is going to have to be taken out there as an elephant in the room. But I was there the night that Rob, you know, had his incident with Drake. And I'm going to tell you right now, the way I see it is, Rob, you have every right to take James Drake's head off. Well, I think I look at that opportunity, too, in just a couple weeks. Uh, or actually a week from this Saturday in Forest City, uh, July 19th. I get my hands on him uh, as I wished. Uh, no holds barred match, so that's good. I'm going to be able to take out every bit of aggression that I have against him on him, and everything I do is going to be legal. So I, I'm really anticipating that day. Well, as a fan, what I'd like to say is this right here. Rob, you, Drake, I know you all going to bring it, but at the same time, I want to tell you, y'all, y'all were working in a great, you know, great pr- promotion over there, and Rob, there's no reason that you should hold back. I mean, what he did to your mother when he punched your mother, I mean, that was low down, disgusting, and that's like the lowest thing that you could do is punch somebody's mom, especially when they're just in there checking on their son. I mean, I just don't understand where this guy's coming from, and as far as I'm concerned, that's a piece of trash. Oh, no, I understand. I agree with you 100%. I never see any reason to put my hands on a female, and especially especially someone else's mom, as you said, you know, which, don't get me wrong, you know, he wants to bash me over the head with a chair. He wants to hurt me. He wants another shot at my title. That's fine. He can do whatever he wants to me. But once he hit my mom, once he put his hands on my mom, that made this a whole other ballgame. See, that took us to a whole other level. I mean, basically, it's not about the title anymore. It's a personal thing now where, you you know, you're taking up for – I mean, you're taking up for moms all over the world. I mean, you may see it just as one, you know, for yourself, but you're taking out for any mom – that would have defended themselves. And like I said, I was in that place when this broke down, and let me tell y'all, I've never seen place get so quiet, and I've never seen fans so ticked off in my life. I mean, I've never seen people so mad that they're wanting to find James Drake and they're wanting to beat the dog out of him. Well, it's understandable. Wow. I mean, it's understandable. What he did is just disgusting to me. It's just it's ridiculous, and I, I'm glad. I'm glad that the SWA board and management has actually granted my request to reinstate him so I can get my hands on him and do exactly what I want to do to him. 
Hey, I'm with you all the way, brother. And when did you, when did you say that once again? Hallowed Grounds, uh, that's is that it? July 19th, yes, sir. Hallowed Grounds. Uh, it's July 19th in Forest City at the uh, National Guard Armory. Uh, bell times, 8 Man. o'clock. There's, uh, yeah. And like six bucks? Six bucks is all it is? Uh, yep. It's only six bucks. That's it. Me and the whole family's going to be there, Rob, watching kick his tail. Awesome, awesome. I'm glad to have you guys there. I appreciate that, man. All right, thank you all, and I'm getting off here. Thank you very right, much for your you, call bro. tonight. I appreciate it. Thank you for the support. All right. There he goes. <laughs> Folks, if you're uh, just joining us, uh, SWA champ Rob Killjoy is on the line with us, 213-816-1605. Rob, uh, and we'll get into the James Drake situation here in just a little bit. What I wanted to ask you is, other than yourself, <clears throat> Who is the most exciting person in any wrestling right now to watch wrestle? Well, I would say uh, I would say close to me, I would say probably Kid Chaos. That he's, he, I think he's phenomenal talent. I think he's great. Uh, I'm also a big fan of uh, Will Demented. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, just work wise, even though I don't always agree with everything he does. You know, I agree with. I like his work. Yeah, I think they're they're exciting. You know, just for uh, close to me around this area. You know, I'm also a big fan of us. You know, Cedric Alexander. They're just guys who I've got to see, got got to wrestle, got to know a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. What what uh, Rob? What is your current or your opinion of current WWE, TNA, or ROH programming? Do you watch? Do you watch televised? Well, the thing the thing about me is. Uh, I'm such a huge wrestling fan. Is I watch any wrestling, even if it's bad, I have to watch it at least once. Like you can ask anybody who's been to my house. I have a bunch of DVDs, just like say on shelves and shelves of DVDs, and just. Uh, but I'm a huge fan of. I'm a huge fan of wrestling in general, but uh, I, TNA does a lot that I do not agree with. Like their, I feel the whole psychology of their programming's off. Their pacing's off. I just I I still watch it. I still enjoy some of the matches, but it's also I don't I like well built stories. I don't care for them rushing it like they do or just stuff that makes no sense. Yeah, you know, which mm-hmm. you know, I I feel like they got a great a great roster of talent. It's just you know I feel like you know honestly I just uh, a lot of the stuff they do there's gaping holes in their logic and stuff like that and that just bothers me. But then the same with WWE. Yeah, you know, I, I still enjoy it. I enjoy a lot of what they're doing, and then a lot of it's the same problem. Right. Yeah. You know, so just I, but I still enjoy watching it. I still enjoy the wrestling. I really like ROH whenever I do get a chance to watch it. Uh, but it's still, uh, just there's too much talking on TNA usually. Whenever it's all kind of towards the same thing, they're not accomplishing multiple things at once. And and then they're overcrowding the one thing they are trying to accomplish, and they're not accomplishing it because they're getting in their own way. Does that make sense? Well, I yeah. Just be yeah. Rambling. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It makes perfect sense. We've we've talked about the, these very same issues on the shows, on the show previously with other guests. Uh, the one thing I had to follow up to Ring of Honor was, uh, did you watch the Ring of Honor pay per view, the Best in the oh, World pay per view? Yeah, I what were your did. thoughts I thought, on it? I thought it was an awesome show. I thought it was very well built. Everything led up and built to the main event. They had some real good matches and stuff, and uh, I think the main event delivered. I thought it was a really good show. I'm like a big fan of that. It was pretty straightforward wrestling. And I'm not saying that never have talking, 
Because I understand, especially around WrestleMania season, it's going to be mainly promos, mainly talking. But whenever mm-hmm. you're just repeating yourself or saying the same thing or it's not accomplishing the goal that you're trying, then it's just, I don't know, it just gets kind of dull and boring. I'd, I'd like to see some wrestling. I'd like to see them mix up the format more. You know what I'm saying? If they have the same thing, we can week out. Somebody comes out, cuts a 20-minute promo, then they go to a match, then like a quick match. You know, it's just break it, you know, break it up, shuffle it around, make it more exciting. Right. I understand. Sounds like uh, you got a pretty good formula to fix both companies. Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm no expert, obviously, or I'd be in that position. If I were an expert, but I just, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could give. I could, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of sides to it that I don't see, but that's just, you know, that's how, I, that's just my take on it. Well, I mean, everybody's got an opinion, right? Right, especially me. I usually have many opinions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned uh, Will Demented um, just a minute ago, and I saw him. I'd never seen uh, him. Um, I'd seen you wrestle at Chester uh, before, but I've never seen Will wrestle, and uh, you guys wrestled at Fireball's Grindhouse show, uh, the last one, and Will is really good. I'll I'll, uh, give it to you for that. He's really good, put on a really great show, so I want to put him over a little bit, and I wanted also to put over uh, Josie Morgan, because she is the... um, the lady who uh, suggested that I get both you and um, David on the show. Wow. So with with that being said, um, I wanted to ask you, uh, when did you know? I'm sorry? I don't know. I think, Laura, are you still there? Is she going through a tunnel? Does that still she happen? She might be. It still <laughs> happens. <laughs> She was having an issue with her phone a little bit earlier, yeah, before she, uh, before she, uh, before we came on air. So I think and that's that uh, she, she really built that up. She really built that up. Now I'm curious. So yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. No, uh, she had she had a, a phone issue right before we went on the air, and that's the perils of blog talk radio. That's the perils of of live broadcasting. You know, so it it, it happens. It happens. Uh, I don't have any tunnels around me, so I'm here for the foreseeable future, I guess. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Folks, if uh, Laura will be back with us in just a moment. If you're just now tuning you need, in. You uh, you need me to what's that? You need me to help you want co-host? Me, you, you wouldn't be yeah, the first. Sure, it wouldn't be, the, uh, wouldn't be the first time or the last time we've had a guest co-host. Yeah, I, I mean, it, was, uh, we got any more guests? You, I mean, uh, we got a commercial. I think well, no, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> what would have to happen? You'd have to interview yourself. So I don't know. Oh. It kind of be like I don't know. You know, you sitting down in front of a mirror that could get kind of schizophrenic. But I mean, if you wanted to try it, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just, I've had so little time. I've had so little time to prepare. I'm just not sure what kind of questions I should ask. I have well, not done my know, homework. <laughs> you'd you'd be, you'd be the only one. <laughs> That's funny. Goodness, hold on a second. All right, I'm holding on a second. She's back. She's back through the tunnel now. Hello. Sorry about that. Can you hear me? Okay. Hello. Yes. Is this thing on? It's on. I'm sorry. Got to, to get closer to the microphone. <laughs> directly into it. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate that. Hey, how's it going, Laura? <laughs> well, it would have been a lot better. <laughs> 
it would have been a lot better had my phone not just decided, oh, I don't want to talk anymore. So very sorry about that. But you guys can hear me okay? Uh, yeah, I can hear you just fine, Laura. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, I, I, you probably answered the question while I was trying to uh, get back in, but uh, when you did never, you, you know you wanted to be a wrestler? You never made it to the question. You had just like, you <laughs> it up and I never knew what you were going to ask. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, what was the question? I'm sorry, I don't mean to talk over you. <laughs> You're fine. You're totally fine. When did you know you wanted to be a wrestler? I'm not really sure. I think that's just one of the things where there was never, a, like, an aha moment. It was just there. Like, I used to, I remember when I was a kid, I would watch any wrestling I could. I used to go to the video store, and I would rent old WrestleManias and watch those. And just like, oh, then I'd wrestle on the trampoline. I'd wrestle with my wrestling buddies. I'd, just, I'd wrestle on the trampoline, and uh, I just kept wrestling. And eventually I, uh, well, I don't like to talk about this, but I, you know, backyard wrestled some, you know, uh, pull on the collar of my shirt. And, uh, uh. And then, uh, uh, just like, yeah, because I just wrestled any way I could. I just wanted to wrestle. Yeah, so that was always just a thought in my head. Then eventually I got trained and then wrestled, and it was cool. Uh, yeah, I like to wrestle. It's fun. <laughs> well, speaking of training, who trained you, and how much training did you have before you had your first match? Okay, that's a tricky story. So I'll, I'll start at the beginning. Okay. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I... Uh, was doing a high school project. In high school, I was doing, like, my senior project, and I did all my projects on either wrestling, or if they wouldn't let me do it on wrestling, I would do it on, like, heavy metal music or something. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, would do it on, I was doing it on wrestling, and uh, I had to get, like, a mentor, and it was just all this stuff, and, like, say, write this whole paper, and then turns out my paper was too long, I had to cut it down, which I think is funny, because I've never overachieved before, so I think that's great. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Anyways, we, I did the whole project. I had to get a mentor. My aunt, with whom I was living at the time, uh, knew a uh, chick at the hospital who knew a guy who used to be a wrestler. His name was uh, Jim and Jerry. And he, uh, I got his number. He ended up being my mentor. He took me to a show. And I got in the ring with those guys, like, say, me and my friend. And we were in the backyard at the time, obviously. But uh, we go, uh, <laughs> we go, uh, we went to a show, and we got in the ring with their guys, and they worked with us a little bit on some stuff. And then uh, about a month later, I was on a show, and I got in the ring a little bit wow. beforehand and worked with a guy. And then I wrestled that night, and I had my first match. And I watch it now, and it was not very good. But <laughs> there, was, uh, there was stuff I liked about it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like, you could tell how much fun I was having. But uh, it wasn't very good. But then after that, I met... Uh, uh, I had two different trainers. One was Red Hot Tim Blaze, and uh, one was a Scrapyard Dog. Uh, uh, Red Hot Tim Blaze was trained by George South, an Italian stallion, and uh, Scrapyard Dog was trained by Manny Fernandez. So, uh, awesome. So, like, and, uh, you know, Scrapyard Dog was more, like, in the ring teach. You know, like, saying, uh, Tim Blaze taught me a lot behind the scenes, like, say, uh, outside of wrestling. Uh, like, say, uh, about, like, say, how to promote yourself, just stuff like that, how to be you character-wise. Awesome. Uh, Laura, do, Laura, do you want to take that... you want to take a call? Yes, let's do. Let's do. Okay. Okay, hold on here. Let's see who this is. 864, you're on with live from the Armory. 
864, Hello. you're on. Yes, Hello. 864. How you doing? How's it going? Good, how are you? This is Rob Kiljoy, guest co-host this evening. This is Rob Kiljoy's what? guest co-host? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I'm Rob Kiljoy. No, I'm, I was trying to... Huh. This this person isn't isn't answering. Oh no. Alright. Never That's mind. Go on, carry on. I don't know. Carry on, Laura. Now we're getting crank calls. Yeah, carry on, Laura. Party on, Wayne. Yeah. Um Everybody's uh, passing around the Conley aid. <laughs> That's right. We're all going to drink Conley tonight. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't think that wrestlers get a whole, and maybe I'm wrong, would get a whole lot of training on the behind-the-scenes thing, you know. Well, and like I said, maybe I'm wrong, but that's the first time I've heard a wrestler talk about that. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, maybe that's an issue these days. You know, it's like I was, he taught me more about how to, you know, about respect and how not to get heat, about how to, you know, like say, you know, how to uh, present yourself, how you know, like how to not be the next this person, be the first you, stuff like that. You know what I mean? It was like it was helpful on a lot of levels. So it's like I, he introduced me to people. You know, I got, you know, he ran shows. I got experience. And that's the thing. Also, once I started actually wrestling, I was doing two characters. I was me, and I was also a masked uh, luchador named Jose Sanchez. So I was wrestling like two to four matches a night, and that was giving me lots Good of Good Lord. I, right, and I liked it. Yeah, I loved it. No, I, that's the thing. Like, say, when we were training, whatever it be, take a break, I was in the ring running the ropes and bumping, you know, doing the thing, yeah, the basics, because I, di- I didn't want to take a break. I wanted to be in the wrestling ring. That's where I wanted to be. That's where I feel like I belong, you know? Hmm. I've seen Scrapyard Dog wrestle at Firestar Pro. Uh, wrestling and he's pretty tough and I've I've actually talked to um uh Tim Woody Blaze at uh a PWX show at, at Ziggy's and uh I think that you have been trained by two very, very accomplished uh you know, workers. I, I think that's absolutely awesome. Uh, well thank you. I mean I, I agree. You know, I I think I I'm happy with the way they train me. I mean, I've learned, like, a lot just in the past few years. I've been doing it, just traveling to shows and whatnot. Well, speaking of traveling to shows and everything, what promotions have you worked for, and who are you currently working for? That's a lot to name, but uh, I would say my main base right now, uh, my home base is actually right now is uh, SWA. That's been my home base for years now. But I've also... Uh, been uh I you know I mainly wrestle in uh SWA and ROD. I wrestle in uh, Kings Mountain for New Millennium. I wrestle uh just all over the place. I wrestle for XWW. Uh just out just uh there's a place in Lexington that runs, I can't even remember the name of them. I've wrestled uh C W S and Ashboro, just uh uh Z C W and High Point. I've wrestled in uh mm-hmm. Georgia, uh T N T I wrestled in uh, Michigan. I've wrestled. I don't know. I've just. I've wrestled all over the place. I can't even name some of the places. So basically, your hammering will travel. Right, right, right. 
Like, I, uh, especially uh, around 2007 is whenever I really started traveling a lot. Because that's whenever uh, I would just, if you were, if I was on your show, if I was booked, then I'd be there. I was just everywhere I could be. I was on as many shows as I could possibly be on. That still happens now. I remember uh, last year I wrestled uh, 12 days in a row. I wrestled 21 matches within those 12 days. Wow. Wow. You could be the yeah, hardest worker in wrestling. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not. But it's like a. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still recovering from that. I, I imagine you would be. <laughs> now, you're the current SWA champ right now. And uh, yeah. uh, for fans who for fans who don't know, could you tell us who you beat for that title? Uh, for the SWA heavyweight title, I beat Mike McLeod and uh, the first time, and then I beat Jeff Hammer last time. Oh, so you're a two-time champ? Yes, correct, Mundo. I did not know that. Learn something new every day. That's, that's because I'm friends with the promoter. That's all it is. That's that's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do with in ring talent, right? Uh, no, or lack thereof, whatever. Lack thereof. <laughs> <laughs> no, speaking I, of, uh, go ahead. No, 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 I was just saying. I, I also uh, last week I was uh, also the APW heavyweight champion in Chester. And I lost it uh, last week. <laughs> who did you Who did you lose to there, Rob? Uh, Chad Wilson. Okay. Okay. Now, speaking of in-ring talent, uh, a lot of folks, when I've, when I've asked them about you, they say that they describe your style as a, a Japanese style of wrestling, which, you know, uh, that, that could mean a hundred different things. What would you describe your, your style of wrestling? How do you describe it? Uh, I would, like, I would tr- I try to incorporate as much as I can of everything. Like, I, I've been classified as a high flyer, which is, strange to me because I don't feel I fly a lot like I could do moonsaults and such but I just I don't I feel like I move somewhat at a fast pace but I don't feel like that qualifies as a high flyer but uh, I would say like I'm just mainly technical I really try to I really like Japanese wrestling and Lucha Libre and just I try to incorporate anything into it so I don't know I would, I would try to be a hybrid wrestler but I don't know if I would qualify myself with that just yet okay now, you've obviously wrestled for a lot of promotions. You've held you've held titles. You're currently a title holder. And I know this sounds like a lopsided question or a loaded question, but what what what, is, what are your goals that you want to achieve in wrestling? What is it that that Rob Killjoy wants to do in wrestling? I want to uh, I want to leave this business in a better place than I found. Okay. How, how, how are you going to How are you going to accomplish that? Well, I mean, I would. I'd really like to uh, cut down on all the terrible, terrible training that there is now. That would that would be a start because there's just anybody's friend could wrestle now. They you know get some tennis shoes and some jean shorts and a t-shirt and just you know I teach you how to lock up and now you're a wrestler and you just got there and you're killing the business with your matches and it's bothersome and it hurts my soul. You ran into a lot of that uh, going to different promotions, Rob, just yeah, finding yeah, out who you're going to be up against or, you know, and just knowing that they have no business being in the ring. Well, it's like that That happens a lot on a lot of shows. That's the thing. I hear people bashing this place about it, this, this people bashing this place about it, but it's everywhere. 
there, I've been to big shows where it's like, this guy should not be here at all. But, I mean, it's not my place to judge that, obviously. But it's just, it's very strange to me. You know, it's just, it's very odd. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't like that. If you, one thing I've always said, if you suck and you want to get better, if you try to get better, then, you know, then that's good. But if you're just terrible but you think you're awesome, then it's like, then that, there's no helping you. Right. Okay. I would agree um, that, that, that That's a fair oh, enough I statement. I also want to make a lot of money. I'd also like to, like to make a lot of money. That, that too. So, you know. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Money, money never hurts. Yeah, you know, getting paid. You know. Oh, Lordy, Rob, you're hilarious. Um, well, no, you know, I, just, I, I saw. Do what? I said, I'm just me. I mean, I like to think I never lay around a joke or two, but I appreciate you saying so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was watching Raw one time. And I saw this sign in the audience that said Rob Killjoy was here. No, or something it said like I'm Rob Killjoy. No, it said I'm Rob I'm Killjoy. Rob Killjoy. Yes, 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 yes. And I didn't even know who you were back then, but that that sign caught my eye because I was thinking about you know, Kilroy was here. I'm yeah, sure right. people From said World that. World War II, right? From World War II. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I got historical references. But, uh, with that being said um, who in your opinion is the best worker in NXT who has not come up to the main roster yet Uh, well I mean I have to say I mean I'm a big fan of Sami Zayn I hate to sound cliche you know El Generico uh, but I'm also uh, a big fan of uh, Adrian Neville but what my thing is I like uh, I wait for Solomon Crowe you know, Sammy Callahan to come Ooh. up with NXT. So I'm excited. I want to see that because I'm a big fan of his. You know, it's, uh, it's like uh, he hasn't even made it up to the NXT roster yet, but he's been perfecting like this hacker gimmick he's doing or something on the house shows. And uh, also, I definitely want to see, uh, what's his name now? Dash Wilder, uh, the former. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I I would like to see him too. I saw his last show at PWX, and he's really good. Uh, it's good to yeah, see I, I you know there. people you know. Yes, you were because we were on Put Over the World That's together. Dark Scott, correct? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I was there for that. Um, well, speaking of being there for a show, I wanted to ask you what was it like being at Beyond in Atlanta as a fan. Oh, that was a lot of fun. That was that was never seen anything like that, and I'm excited. I'd like to go wrestle there. I definitely want to work there sometime. And I introduce myself to the people. Hopefully, I'll be able to get on next time. But I had a lot of fun just being there. It was crazy. Just the atmosphere. I've never been anything like it. I had a lot of fun. I'd definitely go back. They had a lot of good people there. A lot of talented uh, uh, wrestlers and a lot of people that um, I, I think that don't really make it to the south a whole lot. Oh, no, no, absolutely. They had a lot of uh, they had a lot of good guys. Like I said, a lot of guys that I knew, and then again, a lot of guys that I didn't, who I was very impressed by. Also, so uh, like this guy, uh, this guy Stitch, who wrestled Anthony Henry, that was a really good match. You know, I'm a fan of Anthony Henry. Uh, you know, I've met him a few times. I've met uh, like I know, you know, Ethan Case and Elijah Evans. Worst case scenario, of course. They, uh, 
They right. wrestled uh, Uha Nation and Moose. I've, uh, see, it's like I know Moose, but I've never got to meet Uha Nation, but I've seen his work, and he's awesome. And just seeing him live and up close, that was great. Seeing a... Uh, 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 I've seen uh, uh, just a bunch of guys that were just really good that stand out to me. So, uh, but I had a lot of fun at the show. i definitely go back. Well, that's awesome to hear the enthusiasm and and how much you obviously love wrestling in your voice when you're sitting there talking about it as you know from a fan's perspective, not necessarily a worker's you know that that's that's pretty awesome um let's talk about a match that you were in last Saturday where Cedric Alexander adjusted your front tooth Cedric Alexander tried to kill my only front tooth I have left. <laughs> uh, I, took, I took an elbow to the mouth and you know, it readjusted but hey I've got it pulled back into place now and it's still sore but I feel it's tightening up I took some canine antibiotics and you know I, and, uh, you know, I just I've, you know, try, I've been eating like a duck I've been eating chicken nuggets and stuff like a duck you know, so it's like, <laughs> and it seems like it's getting better so yeah I'll be alright it's nothing new. You think I'd get used to it being that I uh, bust my other tooth out twice, but uh, it's not something you get used to. Wow. Well, let's talk about how you busted your other tooth out, because I don't know the All story right. behind that. Okay. Well, uh, one was in a match. Uh, Ethan Case, this is back in 2008, 2008, somewhere, 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. And, uh, I, uh, his head came up and uh, it just popped up off the mat and hit me in the mouth and it uh, uh, mm-hmm. broke my tooth in half, my front tooth. It broke it in half, exposed the nerve and everything. It hurt. It it really smarted a lot. And, uh, <clears throat> and it was just, it took a while, like I say, to feel better, where it's like, but it was bad. Then uh, a few years later, I got put through a table and the corner came in and hit me in the face and split my gum up and, and knocked the rest of that tooth out. And the root and everything, mm. it split my gum open, and the whole root and everything came out. And then oh. somebody tried to, so yeah, someone tried to hand me my tooth, and uh, and I'm quoting myself here. I told them, I looked at them, and I told them, that's not my tooth. I had half a tooth, which I think will end. But like I, somebody didn't, tried. I didn't understand that the root had came out, too, so I just I didn't understand what was happening. I don't know what I thought, if somebody had a sharp tooth necklace that broke or something that what. Something like somebody trying to hand you a half a chiclet or something, right? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's not my tooth. I don't know whose tooth that is, but it's not mine. Right, I have a tooth. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So yeah, but I think you can't on antibiotics. I feel like this tooth is, you know, tying it back up. That's dog yes, medicine. Yes, Huh? Dog medicine. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, any What now? <laughs> Antibiotics. <laughs> yeah. True story. Oh, my God. I've got to do what you got to do. It worked. It's working. Oh, my gosh. Um, we all know that James Drake is not your friend. He attacked no. your mother. Yes. What I would like to know is where does all this animosity 
besides the fact that he he attacked your mother, but but before that, where did all that animosity come from? Where did where did it all start? Well, no, okay. He tells people that he brought me into SWA, and if it wasn't for him, then I wouldn't be where I am. Now, that's not altogether true, but it's not altogether false. You see, he is the one who I'm originally from Asheboro, North Carolina, which is a couple hours north from where I am now. But uh, but once I moved down here, uh, I you know I met James Drake. We were at a show together. He didn't live far from me, so we started riding the shows together. We teamed up a few times. You know, we we started becoming a tag team around, and we were making good progress. You know, at HVW, we were uh, tag team champions. Uh, we always won the tag team titles in Chester. You know, we were just you know, we were hanging out a lot. He introduced me to uh, David Reimer. He introduced me at SWA. And he first got me booked there. Now, he did get me booked there, but I'm the one who kept myself booked there. See, and that's not a problem. We were fine for a while, but then whenever he left, he's upset because I stayed. You see, because I... Mm. And he, he's mad because I've achieved the success that he hasn't. And that's not that's not me being arrogant or anything like that. It's just he, he wants my title so badly that he was stooped to the levels that he has and hit my mother. Well, I'll gladly put my title up against him as long as I get what I want, which is him. No holds barred. No rules, and, and I, where I'm not going to be held accountable for anything that I'm going to do to him, and that's exactly what I got. You see, I I can't help that you know SWA management that I've impressed them with my work, that I you know that I've earned everything that I've gotten. That I've I've been on top and I've stayed on top for almost a year now. You see, it's like he he could say all he wants. He claims I kiss up the management. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not a kiss up. I'm not a suck up. I'm not a liar. I, that's I'm gonna the cream rises to the top, and hopefully, if I'm good enough, then that's where I'll be. And so far, I've been good enough. And look at look at what I've produced in the ring. If not, you know, where's James Drake been? You know, he he claims that he he's so upset about where I've got to, but where's he been? Mm. Like now he's back. Well, he thinks that just. He could just get a title shot by hitting my mother. Well, that's fine. Then he he'll get his way. But that's the thing. I'm also going to get mine. Interesting. Yeah, because um, you're you're debuting at uh, PWX. This is this is true. This is true. This is very true. So basically, uh, yeah. you well, recognize him that. for. July 27th, July 27th, I will be there at Club Hush. Uh, at uh, uh, bell time at 4 p.m. at Club Hush in Charlotte. That's correct. Yeah. It's uh, never say never. <clears throat> that's, that's right. A lot of people say never, and, you know, like I said, I'm not the most aesthetically pleasing to the eye, but like I said, my work speaks for itself. You know, I'm not I'm not your normal TV wrestler, but I think that's what makes me stand out. I think that's good. I'm me. I'm real, and that's you know that I I've never been anything but that. I've always been myself. I've always been comfortable in my own skin, and I don't. I'm not one to change myself based on what other people think. I I I'm glad to you know I'm booked for them. I am. I hope to show them what I could do, and I hope to get booked again. Well, let's uh, let's take another call here real quick before before we All get right. too wound okay. up here. Hold on sure. a second. Uh, 704, you're on with Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Well, 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 
so once again, Rob Kiljoy has to go on to some internet radio show and spew his toxicity, his poison, his lies, his garbage, his half truths about the real animosity between myself and him. Really? I take it that this is Mr. James Drake. Uh, you would be right. I'm glad that you're uh, you're wearing your detective's hat today. Yeah, I, I got to talk. Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? Here, you you had your chance to speak and speak these half truths and lies about where the animosity came from. You tried to make me look like a bad person. Well, guess what? Why don't we just go ahead and enlighten everybody to the real reason why I'm upset with you? Why I'm well, for lack of better terminology, pissed off at you, okay? It's not because I'm jealous of you. It's because you're the most unappreciative jackass that anybody has ever ran across in the history of the world, not just wrestling, but the world itself. All right? Now, back when you came into SWA, let's, let's revisit this entire, let's go on this history lesson here. Yes, I spoke up to David Reimer. And, yes, I got you your spot. I got you your booking. I got you your opportunity. David liked what he saw. He came to me and said, Drake, this kid's good. I said, yeah, I know. I've had him under my wing for close to a year now. He's really good. We've been tagging. We've done good business everywhere. I believe you ought to bring him in. He'd be good for, he'd be good for the company. About six months later, I get pulled to the side and told, well, this is the most annoying individual I've ever been around. He feels like he comes in here and he wants to run things. He feels like that he can go as long as he wants to in matches. He feels like that he should be in this match and that match and not working this person or that person or going under to this person or that person. And I needed to calm you down or you were going to lose your job. Really? Yeah. Oh, you don't remember that conversation? You don't remember me having you over to my house for dinner multiple times a week and talking to you about it? Of course not. No, you don't because that doesn't fit your sense of reality. What that fits is the truth, which is something you've never told in your life, apparently. Really? Really? Now yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, as, as far as I know, James Drake is the reason that Rob Kiljoy is still in the SWA. But come July 19th, James Drake will be the reason there will be no more Rob Killjoy in wrestling, period. Because I'm going to do what your mother should have before you were born, and I'm going to end your life. I'm not going to end your career. You are not walking out of Forest City, period. If you do leave Forest City, it will be in a Ziploc bag. Now, you think I'm scared of you? Listen, that's I don't care if you're scared of me or not. I'm so tired of us doing this on the radio, on these uh, podcasts, or whatever. Like I said before, the time for talking is done. I'm done talking. I'm going to show you exactly what I have to say. I'm, uh, my oh, actions look louder than words, and trust me, it's going to hurt you. Listen, if that was the case, I wouldn't have had to take a restraining order out on you because you're jumping me from behind in parking lots. You attacked me at Brian Kanabowski's house, for God's sake. The man called me and asked me to come help him move, and then you show up out of nowhere and attack me there? Really? But you're the stand-up individual. You're the one that is supposed to be, oh, I'm not scared of you, but you got to jump me from behind. At least I looked your mother dead in her eyes before I wired her jaw shut. Yeah, 
No, no, no. Just like you can't beat me, so you have to hit my mother. I can't beat really? you. Just, just kind of like that. I can't like beat that. You. Oh no, no, no. You really? can hit that, but you can't take it. Oh, uh, I can't beat you, huh? Rob, that's, I've beaten you on more occasions than I can count. Okay, I've beaten you on more occasions than I can count. Really? But the one that's gonna ma- the one that's gonna matter the most is in two weeks, July nineteenth, Four City Armory, in Four City, North Carolina. I'm going to leave you lying in a pool of your own bodily fluids, not just blood, but everything that will release from your body when you take your last breath. Wow, really? You really think so? Well, please, I'm begging you to prove that to me. Come on, you're such a big bad man. Don't hit my mom, hit me. You are fighting the life fight. That's fine. Listen, I'm going to give you the opportunity before the 19th. If you want to break this restraining order again, your mother just gave me a call and asked me over for dinner. I'll be there in 20 minutes. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh Mr. Drake, please, sir. It's so funny. No, it's a joke. You think you're so funny. And that's the thing. After the 19th, I'm going to be the one who's laughing. Oh, is that so? You're going to be laughing? Yeah, oh, absolutely. If you want to get this down so bad... If you don't get this done so bad, I'm a stone throw from your house right now. All you have to do is pull up in my driveway, and I will beat you to death. That's all you have to do. I'm a stone throw from you. But like okay. always, you uh, like always, you avoid confrontation. Just okay. like when I punched your mother in when I punched your mother in the face and I broke her jaw and I left her laying beside you, you avoided confrontation. A real man would have got up and defended his mother's honor. Really? But instead, no, you laid there asleep. I was unconscious when you laid me out with a chair, but that's besides the point. It's not my fault, No, 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 no. No, you see, I'm not avoiding confrontation. SWA management was very specific that if we have any more physical altercations before the 19th, that would be stripped of my title. I would be stripped of my match against you, and then I won't get my hands on you. So, therefore, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to to let this aggression build up. I'm going to let it build, and then I'm going to release on you the 19th. And that's the thing. You say that you're going to leave me lying and a puddle of my own bodily fluids. But it seems like you haven't thought about the flip side of that coin. You haven't thought about what I'm going to do to you. I know exactly what you're going to do to me. You're going to lay down, look at the lights, and allow me to cover you for a three count so that I can take my rightfully earned SWA heavyweight championship back to the house with your mother so she can fix me dinner. Well, if you oh, think it's oh. drink, please, please try. I don't have to try. I don't have to try. Okay, well, not please. Please keep taking your life. Yeah, you're going to understand very soon. Very soon you're going to understand exactly what's in store for you. Yeah, we, we're, we're, Lord, we're going to have Bob, my time. My time is done yeah. here, Lauren, Bob. I appreciate yes, it. Thank you very much. Rob, <laughs> shine that belt up nice, son. Yeah, you have a nice day, Drake. I'll see you on the 19th, boy. Folks, I want to uh, I want to apologize to our listeners. That got a little bit a uh, little bit personal there, and uh, certainly uh, I did not realize, Rob, that, that that was James Drake calling in. I, I want to apologize to you. We normally don't have those oh, types fine. of locations on the show. That's him, and that's on the nineteenth. He's going to pay for everything that he said. We uh, we well we we normally you know that this was your time. We allocated time for you, and you know, again, I, I apologize on behalf of the show, folks. And if we uh, offended anybody with, uh, or James offended anybody with his comments, we we certainly apologize. So, but that's okay because Rob's going to show him. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I'm see. That's the thing. He he no. He distorts the truth. All these this his talking on the side of his mouth. He's saying that I politicked to get to where I am. That's the thing. That's never been the case. That I don't want to. That I don't want to quote unquote put somebody over. No, that's never been the case at all. All I've ever wanted to do is wrestle and make the show better and have the best match I possibly could. Uh, hold on a second, Rob. We've we've got another caller here. Hold on just a moment. My one, screen three, that three, one. three three six. You're on with uh, live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Yeah, that's right. Rob Killjoy. He definitely wants to screen this one. I think that guy's got diarrhea of the mouth and constipation of the brain. Who is you hear me, Rob this? Killjoy? Who is this? Who, who do you want it to be? It's your daddy. That's who it is. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think so. That doesn't really sound like my father. Well, it's Tim Blaze. How about that? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, got you. Well, hello, Tim Blaze. So I am your daddy. So I am, oh, so I am your daddy, right? He's my wrestling daddy. Yes, my wrestling daddy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Hello, Mr. Blaze. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Doing just fine. Just uh, having a conversation with Rob tonight. What? It sounded like somebody was getting rude with him a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they, they were very rude to me, Tim Blaze. They were very rude to me. Oh. <laughs> we need to invite him to North Carolina if they're not already there. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and uh, just show them how it's done one good time. How you doing, Tim Blaze? <laughs> good, man. I just want to tell you I'm so proud of you, proud of what you've been doing, um, proud of you being on the show there. Um, looking forward to seeing you in November. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing, brother. You've always done it since you're in high school, all right, 15, 16, 17 years old, and getting in a professional wrestling ring at 17. And uh, it's been a it's been a good ten years for you, man. I'm proud of you. I really appreciate that, Tim. That that means a lot to me, man. Thank you. Like I I, right. I appreciate everything you've done for me, all the shows you've got me on, all the stuff you taught me. I really appreciate everything you've done for me, man. All right, brother. I just want to let you know I was proud of you. You guys are doing good at the Armory show there. Just want to touch base with you guys, tell you hello. I know you got about probably about 15 minutes left, so I'll let you guys go and you have a good night. Thank all you, right, Mr. Blake. Thanks, for your call. Tim. All right. There goes Tim uh, Blaze. That puts me in a better mood a little bit. <laughs> good. Good. Well, there you go. I've got a question that'll probably put you in a good mood. Okay. This is a bonus round question, Rob. All Can right. you name all the main events of all the WrestleManias in order? Uh yeah, I think I could do that. Uh WrestleMania one was a uh, Hogan and Mr. T against Roddy Piper and uh, Paul Orndorff. Uh, WrestleMania 2 was Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in a cage. WrestleMania 3 was Hogan Andre. Uh, WrestleMania 4 was, uh, uh, I'm going with last matches, by the way, not technical main events, because, you know, if you count WrestleMania 18, Rock and Hogan kind of overshadowed the main event, but they weren't technically the main event. But, yeah, that, that's just a little, I just wanted to preface that with that. But uh, WrestleMania 4 was uh, uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage, and uh, Teddy DiBiase. WrestleMania 5 was Macho Man and, uh, uh, Hulk Hogan. WrestleMania 6 was Hogan Warrior. WrestleMania 7 was uh, Hogan uh, <coughs> Sergeant Slaughter. WrestleMania 8 was uh, Hogan Sid Vicious, which it should have been uh, Ric Flair and uh, Savage for the belt. But, that, but for some reason, Hogan versus Sid Vicious needed to overshadow that. But that's the side point. All right. That was WrestleMania 8. Uh, WrestleMania, <laughs> WrestleMania uh, 
nine was a uh, uh, Bret Hart versus Yokozuna, but that turned into Hogan versus Yokozuna. Uh, WrestleMania 10, I believe that was Bret Hart and Yokozuna also. Uh, WrestleMania 11 was Lawrence Taylor and Bell Bell Bigelow, which should have been uh, Diesel and uh, Shawn Michaels because that was for the title. I don't understand why they have to overshadow the title. That's just me. But uh, WrestleMania 12 was uh, uh, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Iron Man match. WrestleMania 13 was Undertaker versus Sid Vicious for the title. Uh, WrestleMania 14 was Shawn Michaels versus Steve Austin. WrestleMania 15 was Austin Rock. WrestleMania 16 was a four-way elimination match with uh, the Big Show, Mick Foley, uh, Triple H, and The Rock. WrestleMania 17 was uh, Austin Rock. WrestleMania 18 was Jericho, Triple H. WrestleMania 19 <coughs> was Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar. WrestleMania 20 was a three-way with Chris Benoit. Uh, <laughs> I got a whisper his name. With, uh, Who? <laughs> uh, Chris Benoit. You got a whisper that name. Shawn Michaels yeah. and... Uh, Triple H. WrestleMania 21 was Triple H Batista. WrestleMania 22 was Triple H Cena. WrestleMania 23 was Cena Michaels. 24 was uh, 24 was Undertaker uh, Edge. WrestleMania 25 was uh, Randy Orton Triple H. WrestleMania 26 was Undertaker Michaels. WrestleMania 27 was uh, Cena Miz. WrestleMania 28 was Rock Cena. 29 Rock Cena. Uh, 30 was uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Batista and Randy Orton. Did I do it? Did I get it? Did I take too much time? Were you timing me? <laughs> no, I wasn't timing you. I, I'm just sitting here. I cannot. I'm just. I'm speechless, Rob. I really am. That was awesome. Oh, thank I'm gonna you. have I to like take. I'm gonna have to take you to WrestleMania Access next time, so we can actually. I can actually win some prizes. Uh, well, yeah, you're gonna take <laughs> me to WrestleMania Access next time, so I can win you some prizes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding at all. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not joking either. They've got some good prizes. I'll go with Book it. Book it. Yeah. Book it, Bob. We got Book. it. Wow, that that was incredible. Rob, I I did not truthfully I thought he'll get stuck somewhere in the teens, but nope, just boom, 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 boom. Wow. Uh, he did, and you might be my new hero. Um, oh, all right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I need to get some merchandise. You can purchase it. Put it on over your Caleb Conley shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I, I, I want to get a T-shirt that says, I'm Rob Killjoy, and I approve this T-shirt. <laughs> That's what you need. Get hooked up with uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. Mm-hmm. I need to. I guess I need to get some T-shirts, man. Uh, yeah. yeah, just so I can wear one. I need to get one just so I can wear. <laughs> well, Rob, we appreciate you being on the show, and thank you for I taking the time to, to entertain us because you certainly have entertained us. Um, what if you? Could give us some of your upcoming events. I know we talked a little bit about uh, a couple of them, but if you'll uh, run down some of your upcoming events so that uh, listeners will know where they can go out and see Mr. Rob Kiljoy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, this Friday, I am in Chester, South Carolina. Uh, this Saturday, I am in uh, Fairview, North Carolina with uh, SWA. Next Friday, I believe I am also in Chester, and that Saturday, I am in uh, SWA in Forest City. Then uh, the... Uh, <clears throat> 
the next week, the 26th, I am on a show in Hickory, a wrestling rock show. The 27th, of course, is PWX. And I've also got a lot of fair shows coming up, too, throughout the weeks of uh, September and October, like the Shelby uh, the Shelby County Fair, uh, the Clinton mm-hmm. County Fair, whatever. I uh, wrestle there a lot, you know, like it's late September through early October. So I just, I'm... Just anywhere there's wrestling, uh, you know, hit me up and ask me if I'm on it. Because if there's wrestling, if there's a ring, then I'll, I'm trying to be there anytime I can. And it's even better when people pay me to do so, so that works. Awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and where can people contact you for on um, social media if they want to, like, well, look you, I'm, you know? I'm very technologically stupid. So, uh... You could contact me on Facebook. I don't have like a Twitter or an Instagram or a Flickr or a or a Tinder or I don't know what all the stuff is now. A Tumblr, Twitter. I don't know. But I don't yeah. uh Snapchats and whatnot. So <laughs> I don't have any of that. But I've got Facebook, I'm Rob Killjoy, you know, like I d I don't know if there's another Rob Killjoy, but I'm the only Rob Killjoy as far as I know. That's why I'm Rob Killjoy. Which by the way, that sign has gotten me over more than anything I've ever done. I don't know why I learned to wrestle when all I had to do was make a sign that said, I'm Rob Killjoy, and show it on Raw. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, I just, as far as I know, I'm the only Rob Killjoy, and Laura, you have my number, so, you know, if people need to get in touch with me, you can reach me. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, so, you know, just Facebook, pretty much. My space isn't popular anymore, so, you know. That's right. So yeah. We, uh, people can contact you on Facebook if they want to book you. Um, yeah. Correct again, Mundo. thank you for coming on. Correct Mundo. Um, again, thank you for coming on. And I w- we'd like to ask you a favor. We ask every guest if they'll record a little bump for us so that we can put it in the intro at a later date. Huh? And um, whatever you want to say, I'm not even going to try to tell you what to say. Whatever you want to say, if you'll just end it with, you know, you're listening to uh, – Live at the Armory, I would appreciate it. And you can go anytime you want. Okay, so it's just live at the Armory? That's just that's Live from the Armory. Live from the Armory? Yeah. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. Anytime I want? Anytime you want. All right. Hi, I'm Ron Kiljoy, and you're listening to Live from the Armory. That works. Awesome. I, I, I feel like I could have done better, but my mind went blank. So I apologize. it's it's cool Rob we certainly appreciate you coming on to the show tonight we had a great time with you alright well I appreciate you guys having me on I had fun too thank you I'll do it again sometime you know just book it like I said and uh, we'll go to Wrestlemania together sounds sounds like a good deal thank you very much Rob alright man I appreciate it guys y'all have a nice night alright you too See you, Rob. All right. right, One. There goes Rob. What a great guy. (laughs) He's funny. I didn't. He's hilarious. I didn't. You know, I've seen him a couple times. I saw him at the the Grindhouse show uh, last time. I had no clue he was that freaking funny. (laughs) Pretty hilarious. He's pretty hilarious. I like. I like the story. I like the story. You know, and uh, and that's. That is true. I did see that on uh, Raw, and I was like, who's Rob Killjoy? I mean, I didn't know who he was at the time. I didn't even know Josie at the time. Uh, but, you know, there it was. Boop. You know, but um, 
I did want to maybe suggest that we go over a little bit uh, for this week, if that's okay with you. Okay, yeah, that's fine. We can go over a little bit. Um, The most over sign in the history of Raw? I think so. (laughs) I'm Rob Killjoy. Yeah. That's pretty pretty ballsy. I'm Rob Killjoy, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, well, people put up those giant blown up pictures of their own faces and lift them up camera side now, you know, so anything's possible. (laughs) So maybe that ought to be Rob's next sign venture. Get a giant picture of his face and try to get it on the raw. Who knows? Oh, that would be awesome. But uh, yeah, we uh, certainly uh, certainly want to thank David and, and and Rob for being on the show tonight. And again, folks, uh, want to apologize if anybody was offended by the comments that uh, Mr. James Drake had said uh, during Rob's interview. I had no idea that uh, that he was going to call or even say some of the things that he said. If anybody was offended, you know, it's certainly not. Uh, uh, not anything that uh, the show uh, w- wishes to promote. So just want to let you know we're going to let them saddle that uh, on July 19th, which kind of leads me into our, our next little segment is uh, we preface this show about know when to say when. And uh, most of the time it, it's easy to have conversations with, with wrestling fans. I mean, you know, we, we can talk about wrestling. You know, we like wrestling. Uh, we can talk about wrestlers, promotions, matches, venues, like what David was talking about. You know, best of, worst of, I was there, I wished I wasn't there. Well, you and I have been to both shows like that, Laura. I wished I had never been, oh, you know, on Lord. and on and on and on, you know. Or is it that easy? Uh, a lot of times we tend to disagree and I've found sometimes that discretion is the better point of valor. Uh, fans can be yep. argumentative, you know, over the smallest of things. Uh, I've found in wrestling, as I have in life, that I don't always have to be right. I can allow other people to be wrong. Um, you know, fans of the show know that Laura and I tend to agree on almost every aspect of wrestling, with a few exceptions, Caleb Conley, Matt Hardy, Adam Cole, uh, that's what makes our show work, you know. Uh, we see right. we see what others don't see or what they don't want to see. All that being said, I had a conversation this past week with the promoter of WrestleCade in regards to some comments that I had posted on social media that I made about Luke Hawks not being booked. Um, instead of going on a a giant social media meltdown as I've seen some other people do in the past. I gave my thoughts. Uh, He sent me a friend request on Facebook. I accepted. Uh, He responded to what I had said, and and I responded in kind. And and my ultimate approval or disapproval, uh, not my one voice, but the voice of everybody that's going to be in attendance, uh, thousands that will be in attendance, will ultimately decide uh, what, is deemed, what is deemed a success or a failure, not just one opinion, not just my opinion. Uh, we present the information and let the fans choose. You decide, the listeners, because I don't have to be right. Although I usually am, you can be wrong. I had fans message me after the show stating emphatically that Emma of the WWE, remember that whole Walmart thing, the iPad cover, blah, 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 fired, rehired. Right. 
I had people message me left and right that she was nothing more than a common thief, and she should have been fired. She knew what she was doing, that I should have laid the hammer down, blah, 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 blah. I had fans say that I should have blasted Tracy Myers of WrestleCade because of booking. In the end, what good would that have done? I guess fans don't realize that's how doors are shut, not opened. You know, it's kind of like what Josh was talking about at the beginning of the program. You know, mm-hmm. we close, you know, we close one door, you know, and nobody else wants to open it. Uh, I, I've come to understand that even though 90% of wrestling is a work, there's always that 10% that isn't. And in that 10%, it can become heated because of argumentative fans. It can become personal. And I just want to tell folks this. Anything that I have ever said on this show about a wrestler or a promotion or anything else, promoter, I have never in the history of this show said anything to attack that person personally. What I have always said has been about their professional performance. I have never attacked anybody personally. I have always left it at a professional level. And I would never attack somebody personally because that's just not me. Which brings uh, us to Laura. I know that... uh, I know that, Laura, you saw some things that went down this past weekend or had some comments that were sent to you. You heard some stuff. Won't you tell us about that? Right. I do want to say something about Tracy Myers. Um, he is founder of WrestleCade. And in the dealings I've had with Tracy in in person that I've seen him at PWX uh, at Ziggy's and um, at WrestleCade and – just on Facebook, Tracy's a stand-up guy. These are my personal dealings with him. I've never had a problem with him. He's always been a stand-up guy. He's he's a great guy. I just want to throw that out. Um, yeah, we uh, this weekend, uh, the Tommy Thomas and Tessa Blanchard uh, were at uh, Trans South Wrestling in uh, I think it's Union uh, Union South Carolina. Um, they both got an incredible amount of heat. And I've been told that these fans in the Trans-South um, area uh, are like the fans in Nigeria that Cliff was talking about. It's kayfabe. They think this stuff is real. Okay. So um, they called Tommy the N-word. I'm not going to say it. And Tommy absolutely loved it because he thought he he to Tommy he's doing his job. Right. I worry about Tommy sometimes because he does his job so well, and you get somebody who takes it as this guy is. This is who this guy is. It it, it makes me worry about Tommy sometimes because I'm afraid he's going to get like snot beat out of him. Mm-hmm. And he would take it. Tommy would take it. I have no doubt about that. But it, it, it makes me worry. But, you know, he's right. You know, if you can get heat like that, you're doing something right. Tessa, on the other hand, uh, I think it was on uh, my Facebook friend Adrian Roar's um, Facebook page. He took a video of Tessa and this elderly lady that I have seen at Chester uh, at APW. Tessa had got this little old lady so riled up, she got out of her motorized wheelchair. 
Oh, boy. And was just in Tessa's face, and Tessa was giving it right back to her, and I was immediately transferred back to, like, 1985, watching fans, you know, at a taping in, like, you know, the Dorton Arena or in, in the Greensboro Coliseum, you know, get that upset over, you know, I remember when they used to give Baby Doll hell. You know, they would call her a zero. And I, I, I just remember people getting this involved, and you just don't see that nowadays to that extent. Um, but both Tessa and Tommy did absolutely phenomenal at Trans South, and uh, there's nowhere to go but up for Tessa. And Tessa was on the show, and, and Tommy as well last week. Um, keep your eye on Tessa. She's going to go far. She really is. And Tessa was with... Uh, good friend of mine, Mr. Cameron Cade, and the League of Intrigue. And I just want to give a shout-out to Cameron real quick. Um, just wanted to say that um, he will be at Livewire Championship um, Wrestling uh, Saturday night in Augusta, Georgia. He will uh, have a title shot against the, the Fireman. Um, and also, he could possibly be APW Chester. I saw on Facebook, not sure if he's going to or not. You can look him up on Twitter at, at Cameron Cade. Instagram him because he does wonderful Sunday selfies. At Cameron Cade 2099. Uh, go buy his t shirt at com. And remember, it's King's Cade. It's Cade's Kingdom. We just live in it. Has he also, hired you like his, as his personal assistant or something? We give this guy um, so much he, free airtime, it's not even funny. Here's another guy that gets uh, well, free airtime all the time. Hold on a second. I, I gotta, I'm going to give him 30 seconds. Mr. Sleaze. Hey, hey, this time no heat coming from this guy. No heat okay. this time, Bob. All right. I'm going to trust few, you. I got a few good announcements. I got a few good announcements, Bob. Uh, on me, Bob. One, one apparently... When Bob says your name, you get a push because this guy's going to be at PWX on the 27th. Yeah, that's right. Never say never, guys. Um, two, just confirmed this morning. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun by saying this because I don't think it's been announced, but I'm going to announce it right here. Um, Bob, Laura, I will see you in November at WrestleCade. Imagine that. Awesome. Imagine that. So I, I, I am, I, I am, uh, you know, I know I gave those guys a lot of heat, and I think it was just how passionate I was about wanting to be a part of the great event again. And you know, I have apologized for things that I have said recently, uh, and I think they understand that it's just sometimes you got to do what you got to do to make people notice you. And you know, no, I, um, I, I, I understand completely. There's. One of my favorite promos from this past year, which Laura just can't stand, comes from Adam Cole. In order to get the things you've never had, you have to do the things you've never done. Very true. And, you know, Bob, I also want to make sure, I uh, know you probably talked to Luke Hawks last week, Make sure I just want to make sure he's not going to try to kill me or anything if he sees me for, from my well, actions last week. You know, uh, you know, he liked he liked one of my statuses one time, um, so I was hoping he doesn't have to kill me or anything like that. Yeah, I was hoping that was like, hey, this guy's cool. I'm not gonna cut him or beat the shit out of him when I see him in in the streets. Yeah, that would be a good idea. That would be a good idea. Uh, as far as I know of, 
as far as I know of, you're all right for right now. Okay. I, I mean, I, I will say I'm, I'm his bitch and he's my daddy, if, I, if that makes him feel better. Well, you just said it. You just said it. Just, just, just make sure. Uh, Jordan, don't say anything on Twitter. I, I, I got you. Thank, thank you, Eric. Thank you. There, there, Mr. Eric Thompson, Mr. Sleaze. Living proof. Living proof that Bunkhouse Bob tells the truth. Yes, Bunkhouse Bob does. All right. Folks, we're going to wrap this up. We do want to announce next week's guest for you. If you tune into the show every week, then you know ahead of time, ahead of the curve, who's going to be on. Next week, really excited to have Jake Manning's going to stop by. He's going to talk a little bit about $5 wrestling. He's going to talk a little bit about trying to get freight train to England so that we can call freight train Sir Freight Train. Also right. on the program, Justin Fireball will be stopping by, and he can give us a heads up of how his show is going to go or how his show went. Uh, uh, how, how would you say that, Laura, how his show went in the future tense it went for, down. This past, for this coming, <laughs> how it went down this coming Saturday next yeah. week, back to the future, where's the DeLorean? We need to go 88 <laughs> miles an hour. And uh, last but certainly not least, yeah, exactly. We're stuck in a <laughs> ulterior universe. Uh, last <laughs> but certainly not least, Mr. Jackson James will be stopping by to say hello to us. So, got a busy, busy show next week. Busy, busy show next week. Three guests, folks. Count them three, and you're only going to get that kind of quality entertainment here every week on live from the Armory Wrestling Show. We're heard here every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. Laura, do you have anything that you want to say to the folks before we go? just want to say thank you guys for listening as always. We so appreciate it. Love hearing from you on Twitter and Facebook. And if you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area this weekend, Friday and Saturday, come see me at Fireball's Grindhouse Show at Tremont Music Hall and at Inkfest at XWW's. Uh, wrestling show starts at 4 o'clock that day. Very cool. Very cool. I hope you have a good time, and I know you'll be telling everybody about everything that you got to see and do come next week. Oh, yeah. Folks, we thank you for tuning in no matter where you're at and no matter how you listen to us, whether on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes. And remember, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll talk to you next week. been listening to live from the armory wrestling radio show listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every wednesday night at 7 p.m eastern time subscribe to us on itunes follow us on twitter at from the armory and you can find us on facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9 if you like what you hear Please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week.